But it's a simple fact. That's the way that government can control the population. Adam Curry, John C. Dvorak. It's Thursday, April 5th, 2012. Time for your Gitmo Nation Media Assassination, Episode 397. This is No Agenda. Illegal in Arizona. Coming to you from Camp Mofo in the capital of the Drone Star State, Austin Tejas. In the morning, everybody. I'm Adam Curry. And from northern Silicon Valley, where they're cracking down on pot. I'm John C. Dvorak. It's Crackpot and Buzzkill. In the morning. Well, well. Before we do anything, John, let me say happy birthday. Well, thank you very much. And I have a birthday present for you. Ah, nice. Yeah, I've been practicing. Hold on a second. Oh. How was that? On my yeah. slide. On my slide yeah, whistle. Thanks. I don't know how you play the bongos and play that the, the slide with, whistle with at the same foot. time. Doesn't with, really with make a lot foot. of sense if you think about it. I did it with my foot. Oh, okay. Yeah, that I got one of those good. setups. Yeah. 60 years old, man. Cool. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you were born in, what, 52? Am I saying that right? 1952. <laughs> well, yeah. 1952. I have a bunch of people saying I'm born in 1852. That's kind of weird, though. I was thinking about that last night. Is Because uh, you actually, you were basically too young for Vietnam. You're kind of like in between generations in a way. They kept sending people to Vietnam until the mid-70s. Oh, all of a sudden, the uh, someone decided to make your Skype sound like crap. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. yeah well, happy birthday to me from Skype. And from Comcast or whoever else seems to care. Well, in the morning to you, John C. Devorah. In the morning to you, Adam Curry, and in the morning to all ships at sea and boots on the ground and feet in the air and washing ashore. Indeedy. And uh, I'd like to say hi to all of the human resources. Everyone is uh, charged up, <laughs> really ready to go in the chat room, noagendastream.com, noagendachat.net. Um, they uh, are here to celebrate uh, John C. Dvorak's uh, 60th birthday, which is always nice. And uh, we'll probably do some other things along the way. Like, I would uh, hope. Yeah, hold on, let me just check my button here. It was really weird. Just before we started, that button went on the fritz Your again. button, the one you cleaned? Yeah, I don't understand what's going on. Mm. Oh, man, so many distractions, John. So many distractions. It's now the distraction of the day. Um, uh, I should actually do the it. distraction of the week. Hey. On no agenda. story on the Washington watchdog beat tonight. President Obama has fired the chief of the General Services Administration, Martha Johnson, after an audit found excessive spending of taxpayer money at a training conference at a Las Vegas luxury hotel. The expenses included $3,200 for a mind reader, $6,300 on a commemorative coin set displayed in velvet boxes, and $75,000 on a training exercise to build a bicycle. Don't look over here. Nothing to see here. Ooh, look at that. Please, don't look at MF Global. Please, don't look at anything like that. (laughs) Please, please, please pay attention to those guys over there. You know, I read this report, which, by the way, is very hard to find. The, um, it's from the Inspector General. It's the Final Management Deficiency Report. You know, you know, this is, it's, to me, this is, of course, set up by the Republicans, and this is actually uh, Micah's doing. 
he uh, and he has all kinds of cute little words like you know like well what stays in Vegas does what happens in Vegas doesn't stay in Vegas. <laughs> You know, they had 300 people there. And, you know, John, you and I have been to many of these management retreats. And, yeah, you know, you, you hire some guy to do team building, and he costs three and a half grand. And, you know, it was 100 bucks for food. You know, that's what it costs, you know. And this was a, it was like it was more than 300 people. And that yeah. and included travel and catering and, you know, hotel costs. And, yeah. What? If they're all coming in from Washington or all over the place. You can probably assume it's going to be a thousand dollars a head just to get them there and back. Yeah, you know, and so that's three hundred thousand right there. Yes, and who, you know, whose fault is that? Well, here and, I have the breakdown and, here: the uh, pre-conference, so travel, catering, vendors, other hotel costs, one hundred thirty-six thousand, and then for the conference itself, another six hundred eighty-six thousand total, eight hundred twenty-two. You know this. If you know, if go see what it costs, uh, what Oracle spends or Salesforce when they bring all their their regional people in. Now, I'm not defending this. I'm just saying it's like it's so ludicrous. And then the way they, they totally blew it because they're trying to yeah, actually listen to Micah. He's 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 trying to make this. Oh, just the tip of the iceberg. We're gonna nail him now. Happened in Vegas isn't staying in Vegas or being covered up. Uh, we're all appalled when we saw the IG uh, report, which uh, outlined over $800,000 oh. for a, a lost Vegas junket for GSA. And uh, rightfully, people have been removed from their positions in GSA. So this is where it backfired because uh, it came out as the president saw this and fired everybody. So you know, they, they were trying to make it look like, of course, you know, that that the... Uh, the administration, everyone who's in there, a bunch of uh, low life, low life douchebags, which is true. Well, you know, there's another thing at play here too. Micah is the one who is the biggest uh, opponent of the TSA and Department of Homeland Security, and yes. they refuse to cooperate with him because he's on one of those major committees. They never give him the stuff he wants. Right. right. So he's just saying, "Look, if you guys want to play that way, I can have a lot of fun with some of these agencies." Right. And let's just uh, shake things up, and he'll go after another one after this, until the, he gets his way with the with the DH uh, Department of Homeland Security. That's my thinking. No, well, that's that's a possibility. Yeah, I, I could buy into that. I mean, everything's a political game, and this but, seems. Yeah, just but really, I mean, it's just like it's, it worked. Oh, it was yeah. a great distraction, except for you and me. We, you know, because I, I mean, it was like, uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, Oracle drops like I don't know how many millions and millions of dollars on that event they do in San Francisco every year. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Although they have people pay to go to it, you have to pay like a lot of money to get in, but they're still not making money on it that I know of. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so you know, it's just like, oh, really? And, and meanwhile, MF Global, nothing. Crickets. Can't hear no. a single thing. Just to name one little minor, minor thing in thingamabobby. Yeah, you know, I was just like, uh, wow. And there was so... Actually, this morning something came through which kind of vindicated my thinking, which I'm quite happy about. Another tale of the Hollywood Whackers. Oh, yeah, everybody. Here it comes. Whitney Houston drowned face down in a tub of extremely hot water only about a foot deep. That's according to the final autopsy Please. report. Early Say what? Face down, or they oh, keep yeah. changing the story. Well, this now the final report just came out, but now of course Dr. Drew, who was on a rampage on a tear for weeks, 
saying this is what happens when you take pharmaceutical drugs. You can't do Xanax. So now he's changed his story, which is even better. The coroner said that Houston died of an accidental drowning, but didn't specify just how it happened. Cocaine use and heart disease were listed as contributing factors. HLN's Dr. Drew analyzed the report and came up with a different opinion. The fact is, this autopsy report shows that she had nominal, nominal heart disease, almost none, not sufficient to explain what happened to her. You also mentioned she was found face down in water. How do you have a heart attack or take too much medication and slip into the water and drown and end up face down? The way that happens is seizure. And I add the entire score up and I get seizure here. <laughs> I'm saying once again, they killed her, dude. I mean, this is a seizure that would have shown up in the report because a seizure is like a, is that not a clot? Is that like a blood clot in your brain? No, it could be any number of things. But I mean, that would have showed up on, uh, on the final report, would it not have? Don't you think? I don't. I, I have no idea what kind of, it's a, what kind of uh, report they. What do you they mean? You're a doctor. Are... What are you talking about? You don't know. Why would I know? You're a doctor. I'm Doctor John. <laughs> <laughs> Which is face down. Listen, here's what happened. Yeah, I know. I know. It sounds like they, somebody grabbed her and shoved her into the water Killed and then walked her. out of the place. That's exactly what I and they, said. They left her face down to send a message. Yeah, exactly. It's like just that so would you be know. your theory of the Hollywood whackers because they would do something like that. Face down to send a message. And then everyone partied. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> then everyone partied, right? We had exactly. a great party. And then uh, we had uh, Nicki Minaj do a whole uh, ritual, uh, you know, uh, the, the whole demonistic, evil yeah, it's, it's Illuminati ritual. Whatever, yeah. Yeah, which no one has still been able to explain. She was killed. This is so obvious. But hey, the movie's coming out. So that's all good. Win! It's just crazy. So there's all these are all these uh, all these minor distractions, which uh, there actually was quite a lot of stuff going on. Uh, I'd love to uh, love to hear what you got at the top of your list. Well, before we get into it, we might as well start with the uh, with our, our executive producer so we can get that out, uh, quickly out of the way. Well, it's, and, it, we want to honor them. We, well, I don't want to mean quickly out of the way. I just want to, I, what I meant by that is move it higher, higher because it's so important. I want to move it higher. <laughs> Listen to him backpedaling. Listen to him backpedaling. <laughs> yeah, I that was, a lot that was like, pretty uh, sad. These Republicans. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, move them higher up the list, which was your your initial intent, John. Please. <laughs> yes, well, it was my birthday, of course, and so I we got a lot of uh, I because I sent out an email and. And said, hey, it's my birthday. Hook me up, brother. $60. (laughs) I want to really thank those people a a ton. But let's start with our executive producers, including uh, Brett Lamont, who came in from uh, Narangaba, Queensland. Is that right? Really? I believe so. Uh, 12-12-12. And uh, I'm going to have to look in the email because he sent no comments here. But but this is is then a... uh a twelve, twelve, twelve night. We have, uh, we have. Yeah, one twelve, those. twelve. Yeah, he may actually be the first or second one of these. I think he's the second one. Um, so there's no said, note. No, there's no note. Well, that's it's, highly uh, weird. Hold on a second. Look let, me, up Lamont. let me check. Lamont. Let me see if I have anything in my box. Oh, I'm checking my box. Uh, here we go. I have. Uh, uh, here he is. Yeah. Night, do I got it? Yeah, you got it. Uh, he doesn't. <laughs> okay, he says uh, I've been enjoying the show for ages now and had to donate. I'd saved and managed to donate the amount of twelve, 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 which I hope will allow 
you two fine men to continue Ooh. to keep us educated and entertained. Hey, I would like to request a hey, citizen, you've got karma double shot, please. I'm about to fly out to another week in, in the mines, and we'll have to get back to you with my ring size once I get some time back in civilization and actually get my ring finger measured. Keep up the fight. It's an honor to be able to donate to assistance any small way to keep the show going. I'm not sure if that will be the first triple 12 night, but I hope so. Uh, I'm thinking he is. And he forget, and he also wants to mention that uh, he wants to, uh, it's also a happy birthday shout out for me. Oh, uh, but let's nice. give him a hey, citizen. Karma. Yeah, I got a special hey, citizen for him. So uh, let me see if I can do this. You may return to your business, citizen. <laughs> You've got karma. <laughs> hey, citizen. I got some new hey, citizens. And, and, uh, uh, yeah, that, I heard that's funny. Mary, anyway, thanks to uh, Brett for becoming a 12-12-12-12. This is the luckiest thing yes. you can do. Thanks, Mary sir. Nicole in Farmingham, Farmington Hills, Michigan, also an executive producer at $628. Happy birthday wow. to Sir Matt Nicole. You're now an elite warrior sworn to, up, sworn to uphold the values of faith, loyalty, and courage. And... Uh, yeah, this is this is this is Mary. Who uh, remember she she wanted to make sure we did a birthday uh, shout out for him, which we did, even though uh, uh, she hadn't been able to transfer funds. And she, she's making right, good right, on it. Right, she's right, making right. good on it. That's great. Okay, it's good. Summer. So mm-hmm. Matt will be a night too. Good. We have nightings today. What an exciting program, John. Nightings. Yeah. JC ran in here to say something about Gitmo Slave. Is that Brett? No. 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 Oh no. Anyway. Oh, Gitmo Slave was the first twelve, twelve, twelve night. Oh, Gitmo That's Slave right. was the Sir first Gitmo Slave to you. Yes. Sir, yes. Okay. Okay. Well, Brett, you're, you're number two, which is lucky. Craig Porter, Jacksonville, <laughs> Florida, $500. So wanted to kick some scratch in for the 400 show. Also wish happy birthday to fellow Aries. I'd like to uh, request some karma for my friend Tara in Connecticut. She is having a lot of life issues right now, and she uh-huh. needs some no agenda karma to help get her through. I know it works. All right. Here we go. You've got... Karma. Joseph Fayella in Brooklyn, Brooklyn, New York. $400, which is a member of the 400 Club. He'll be renamed again on show 400 as an executive producer there. He gets two for the price of one. Scott Hankel, Sir Scott Hankel to you, Sunland, California, 396. Please send a karma shout out to the missus uh, and I on our home hunting, home hunting quest. We have placed many... We have placed many of offers, but none have landed yet. Hopefully soon. Keep up the good work on the greatest podcast in the universe. All right. Here you go. Home hunting karma for you. Stand by. You've got karma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our last executive producer is Linda Nguyen, uh, Houston, Texas over there. 333.33. Uh, ho- ho- hola, John and Adam. I laid in bed at 2 a.m. thinking of uh, what to get my husband Foxfern for his 30th birthday on April 6th and thought what could possibly look better next to the challenge coin than a knighthood ring. Longtime boner, first time donor with this donation toward my husband's knighthood marking a new beginning. We recently added a human resource six weeks ago, our son Piglet. (laughs) (laughs) Nicknamed such because he would rather vomit than say no to more breast milk. Okay. (laughs) Kid's going to be huge. Guy. It's going to be kids already 20 pounds. Yeah, well, 
Uh, he's got good taste. Anyway, our, our <laughs> lives have changed forever. Our wonderful husband has quickly become a caring father. All three of us love listening to the best podcast in the universe. Please give a 30th uh, shout-out to my husband and John 60th. Happy 60th. Could I request a de-douching and a shot of karma for both my husband and our new son? Lastly, for me, could you add my favorite jingle from our governor, Adios Mofo? Okay, hold on a second. Uh, I'm sorry, I wasn't prepared for this. The show is produced on the uh, on the fly here. Okay, <laughs> yeah, so this is what makes it fresh. Here we go. <laughs> You've been de-douched. You've got karma. Adios, mofo. Tight. Yes, tight. That the, the adios mofo is overmodulated and kind of. Oh, oh, we're going to be picky now all of a sudden? I'm just saying. It's just overmodulated. I'm sorry yeah, to say. And, and the slide whistle is so on key. Hey. <laughs> Anders Edqvist. Uh, Ed, um, Edqvist. Sounds good to me. In Hagerston, Sweden, I'm guessing. Two five sixties are associate executive producer. Like my eight bit donation to be tributed to Sunday's show. Oh, I'm sorry. This should be on Sunday, but I'm going to mention it anyway. But he's, and we'll put the birthday. We got to move the birthday. Take the birthday off the list. It goes on Sunday. Can you do that? Yeah. Apparently, I can't do audio, but uh, yeah. Okay. All right. You're not just going to gripe about it. It's, just, it's not your fault that it's overmodulated. That's the way that clip was. Yeah. All right, so he's off the list, but he will be on the list Sunday. 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 Uh, and we'll take him off. The, we'll just move him to Sunday. Yeah. Kent O'Rourke and Frostburg, Maryland, 23456. Happy birthday, John. Donating to the greatest podcast in the universe. Believe it takes me, I believe this takes me to knighthood. All right. I, and he needs a karma shot on top of that. Absolutely. You've got karma. Ian Webb in Glendale, Arizona, 23369. Okay, here it goes, guys. Been a long-time boner for about a year, so this will make me a first-time boner. I mean, first-time donor. My buddy Justin Peck hit me in the mouth, and I haven't looked back or missed a show since. I just found out the other night. Uh, he's been listening for two years and has yet to donate. So he and my other buddy, Chris Coates, who has yet to donate, need a double douchebag call-out. Oh, the my two goodness. Hold on a second. Douchebag. That's one and that's two. Uh, as for myself, I could use a well-overdue Hey Citizen de-douching. But wait, I'm adding sixty-nine, sixty-nine to get some laid karma and $60 for you, John. Happy birthday. And I know it's not much, but here's a dollar for every show over the last year, bringing the grand total to two thirty three six nine. It's a small tip, step toward knighthood. Uh, but I'm finally on my way. Keep up the good work for us, uh, men of the mind. All right, so de douche. You've been de douche. And karma. You've got karma. Perfect. You left out the hey, citizen. No, I didn't. Hey, oh, citizen. Didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait a minute. Let me uh, then let me make up for it with. A new citizen. Here we go. Yes, citizen, you may return to your harpsichord. <laughs> How many of these do you have? A couple. Michael Warner in Vestal, New York, 22222. I need a new job. I've been applying to places for over a year with no luck. Currently waiting on a callback for my latest interview. The best one yet. I'm optimistic, but I haven't heard anything for two weeks. And I think it'd still go either way. A little karma from you guys might be enough to tip it over the edge. Thanks for the show. You've got karma. 
He also mentions that we expose far more important news in two hours than any of those cable networks do in 24 hours. Hey, now that's very kind of you. Sir Leonard in Groningen. 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 Yeah, Gro- Groningen. Groningen. Uh, penny for each day uh, for John's birthday. Penny a day. It's two nineteen fifteen for anyone out there doing the math. And finally, mm. Ryan Burgett or Burgett. Uh, two oh one, or I'm sorry, two hundred and one, two hundred dollars and one cent. And I don't see a note from him. Let me just take a quick gander since I got this thing open. B u r g e t t. Uh, right, yeah. And let's see if he sent a note that we missed. Ah, uh, yes. Please read on four. What? Four five. That's today. Uh, slowly yeah. figuring out how to properly have a leave a note with my donations. No, it's funny because most people have figured it out. It's very easy. Yeah, you just put it in the in your donation there with a, on PayPal. Yeah, yeah. but I guess it's, it's, I don't know why some people say there's no box and other people say there's a box. I don't know. Maybe it's a browser issue. Whatever the case is, in the morning, rather than bitch about my inability to properly leave a note. Uh, I sounded like an idiot. I decided to, again, donate, love the dissemination of knowledge, crack pottery, and information that you provide. I'm becoming a better human resource, Adam. Mm. If you're convinced about chemtrails, do you advocate people use cloud busters? (laughs) Hey, you know, we haven't talked about cloud busters in a long time. And and you were going to build one. You know, when uh, after we build the container house, which, by the way, after watching uh, those tornadoes in Dallas, Mickey's like, that's not such a good idea. These t- these containers fly. Yeah, those are loose though. They're not. They're not. They're not. <laughs> I know. Foundation. I know. I'm just kidding. She didn't say. That. We did. Oh. We did have well, a little you're conversation. Her of falsehoods. Yeah. I'm. I'd like a wolf call for my smoking hot girlfriend Heidi. <laughs> She's in the process of listening to her first whole episode. Also, a shout-out to Elise and Eon Garling for being loyal No Agenda listeners. I must, in the same breath, call them out as douchebags. Douchebag. For allowing me to donate first. Also, congratulations to Eon's new human resource and Milfi fiancé. Lastly, <laughs> clippity-clop, hey, citizen, karma blockbuster for myself to get <laughs> oh, some... wait a minute. <laughs> a clippity-clop, hey, citizen, blockbuster karma. All right. Here, let's give it a shot. Here. It's clippity-clop. The message is clear. Hey, citizen. You've got karma. Tight. All right, so that's our donors for show. Uh, what show is this anyway? Three nine We're or seven. Down. Three, three nine three, or nine, seven. seven. We got three yeah. shows left before it show four hundred. Yep. That's a big deal. So yeah, uh, it's, it's a, a lot of shows, deal. by the way. That's a lot of yeah. show. Not shows. Sh- it's just a lot of show. A lot of show. It's a lot, uh, a lot of show, man. Remind people to go to Dvorak.org slash NA, channel Dvorak.com slash NA, NoAgendaNation.com, and NoAgendaShow.com, and click on the donate button if you want to help us continue this effort. And I uh, want to thank everybody for uh, thinking about us. Dvorak.org slash NA. Yes, and I do have uh, two quick PR mentions. Uh, the first one is uh, you sent out a letter. Uh, wherein you said, and I, uh, we hadn't discussed it previously, but then again, we never talk except for during the show, which is part of the beauty. Uh, we apparently are going to be doing a 400 point. F- wow. You know what? No, no, no. I suggested people who tell us what they think of the idea. I didn't oh. say we're going to do it for sure. Oh, no. I thought it was like a done deal. 
They're going to no, do a 400 point says, you know, fine. We're thinking about doing it. I mean, well, I guess I wrote the letter, so I was thinking about it. But we, you know, show 200.5, which people can find somewhere to listen to, which was a, was designed to help people understand what we're doing on the show. You know, so well, so what background. I wanted to say is that that episode has been fanscribed. So it's at, uh, you know, the, so it's, it's been transcribed, but we call it a fanscription. Oh, it has. Yeah. And you can, oh, fi- that would be nice to turn it into a little uh, ebook or something. Yeah. You can, well, you can find it at 200.5.readnoagenda.com, which is, uh, quite awesome. Yeah. That is good. So uh, anyway, the, uh, I think that just getting to the 200.5 might be getting a little tired. Hold on. I could be wrong. I- I think this thing got screwed again, John. I don't know what's going on. What is that noise? It sounds like you're farting. Yeah, that's exactly what it sounds like. Yeah. Well, it's it's my microphone again. I don't know. All of a sudden, that thing decided not to work anymore. One, two. Oh, okay. Hello. One, two. Who knows? Um, so I, think we should, I think the idea of a 400.5 show, uh, possibly with... There was something else there, like people sending something in or... Yeah, somebody suggested that they uh, that people send in a little audio clip as to why our show's so great. <laughs> yeah, that would be good, and we can do a whole show about yeah, how great we together are. Together and say, "Hey, look at this! Yeah. Look, at this. <laughs> look how great this is." Uh, and we had an actual PR mention, uh, which I, I pulled a little clip from it. This is from uh, one of our producers, Keith Sarlos or Sarlos, S A A R L O O S, and. Um, Apparently, there's some wine show, The Wine Down. Have you heard of this podcast? Mm, no, but I don't know a lot of the podcasts. Well, you might want to look at it because they've got some milfy chick on who's kind of cool. What's the name of it again? The Wine Down. The Wine Down? The Wine Down, yeah. As in wine down. As in wine down, I'm winding down, but it's the wine oh, down. Oh, the wind down. The I wind down. I thought it was something to do with wine. <clears throat> the wine down. Okay. And uh, so I guess Keith, I don't know if he's on the panel. Or it's kind of like a twit for wine. Let's put it that way. It is about wine. Yeah, it's about wine. So you said wined. <sighs> okay. It's a wine show. Okay. And uh, and I don't know if he's on the panel regularly or... How do you spell it? <laughs> the wine, W-I-N-E, down, D-O-W-N, the wine oh. down. Anyway, I, so, I get the wine down dot com comes up to a GoDaddy site. Look, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm just I'm, I've got the video in the show notes. You can take a look at it there. But here's the audio. They bring up um, a new bottle of uh, Rothschild that apparently is coming out or maturing or whatever. Something you would know much more about than I. <laughs> and Keith, all of a sudden, his no agenda button flips on and it's quite hilarious. In that vein. So. Go for it. You're so crude sometimes. <laughs> All right, I won't say uh, Can you speak or, Chinese? Or Sheshan <laughs> Wu. Sheshan no. Wu means in the morning. Can you speak Chinese? Yeah, I can. Sheshan Wu. I can. No agenda. Uh, one of the so interesting things, if you talk about the Rothschild family, <laughs> yeah. if you really go into fe- Google Rothschild, Federal Reserve, and it's. So whenever that happens, someone says, Do you speak Chinese? He just goes, Sheshan Wu. I mean, obviously. Sheshan <laughs> Wu. All right. Exactly correct that they would be in China right now developing winery. Really? Well, Absolutely. plus I'll say this. Do you want to expound on oh, that? No, now all of a sudden I look like the conspiracy <laughs> theorist. Yeah. But it's, what, do you, what do you mean look like? Oh, I am. He winds uh, it up with a, I know. Know. a little promotion. That's why I want to play um, the whole thing. Well, the Rothschild family, if you go you know, far, <laughs> far enough back, they're part of the 
uh, Evil elite. inception of our federal banking reserve. And I'm an end the Fed kind of guy. This is a uh, wine show. Them going <laughs> into China and starting them. to open something like totally. that is, is a popular relationship builder. Wine, yeah. That's what wine does. It right. builds relationships. And more people can get in and have All a right, wrap wine it up. Watch how he people. does it. Uh, and have long conversations about big money. It's probably a good idea. Well, I, and see, do you see how I totally turned that in? Nicely done. Hey, in the morning, everyone. <laughs> NoAgendaShow.com. Yay! Yeah. All right. There we go. Good yeah, good work, man. That's how you do well, it. Anyway, so I'm on the site. You, you, the way to find it for people out there trying it, you go to Google and type in the wine down. And it turns out to be the lip.tv slash the dash wine dash down, uh-huh. which is not worth typing in. And I see there's a Sonia Magdevsky. Yeah, that's the like one. A, that's the one. She looks like a, uh, she just looks Milf. terrific. That's one mother I'd like to. F- right. And it looks like a show worth Definitely worth watching. Yeah. So we uh, highly appreciate that PR mention. That was a good one. And uh, you showed the uh, other producers how to do it. You know, you slip in a little thing. You can, you can use all kinds. Of, you speak Chinese. Yes, that's Sean Wu. What? Yeah, it's in the morning. <laughs> and the people, they, morning. They, when you see the video, they're like looking at him like, are you high? What's wrong with you? <laughs> and then he goes in straight into a Rothschild thing. Federal Reserve. Oh, evil elites. And then in the morning, noagendashow.com. Perfect. We love that. And of course... You can always just propagate the formula, which is something like this. Our formula is this. We go out, we hit people in the mouth. World order. Hey now, everybody. Shut up, slave. And thanks, of course, to our executive producers who came in nicely today. Uh, A lot of, of course, uh, not based on the show, but based on a birthday gift. But that's okay. Um, we'll take it anywhere we can get it. And uh, our associate executive producers. These are actual credits. You can list them on your IMDb, your uh, CV, uh, your resume. And if anyone has any questions whatsoever, unlike the phonies in Hollywood who can never get on the phone, like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm getting off the freeway right now. I'll call you back. No. <laughs> we will actually take the call and uh, vouch for you, do whatever is necessary. And uh, remember, we do the show twice a week on Thursday mornings and Sunday mornings, and uh, we have no commercials. It is completely listener-supported, a, a, a model that is uh, working by helping us just get by. Dvorak.org slash N-A. So I'm, uh, I'm getting really tired of our president lying. Really. I'm like, re- now I'm really tired. And I have to say, interestingly enough, our, our press corps... It's kind of uh, now I'm just going to say the reporters, because none of this makes it to the news. In fact, uh, this is being covered up. Um, here's what the president said. This you've probably seen this played on uh, on any number of so-called news outlets as he was in the Rose Garden with the uh, other uh, three leaders of the North American Union, uh, Calderon and Harper, uh, talking about how great it's going to be when we have that Amero and all that stuff. And we don't need that, you know, all that stupid Canadian money or pesos or dollars. And uh, he gets a question about the Supreme Court ruling. And uh, just for those of you who don't know what's going on here in Gitmo Nation proper here in the United States of Gitmo, uh, the Supreme Court is evaluating the constitutionality of forcing people to have health care, buying that from a commercial provider. And uh, so they've had the hearings. Uh, John and I covered that a couple weeks ago, a couple shows ago. 
and now we're kind of, everyone's kind of like waiting and when you know so what else are you gonna do but you know muck around and guess and then someone says so um you know how would that wouldn't that really be weird you know mr president if like you know if the supreme court said hey that's unconstitutional and uh, here's his, his response in the rose garden uh ultimately i'm confident that the supreme court uh will not take what would be an unprecedented extraordinary step of overturning uh, a law that was passed by uh, a strong majority of uh, a democratically elected Congress. So my head whips around. I'm like, wait a minute. First of all, this was not passed by a strong majority. This was this thing kind of eked by. Uh, so that's not true. But yeah, that's but out and out lie. Yeah, that's a lie. But the. Uh, this is what the Supreme Court does. And, and I'm like, wait a minute, the Supreme Court overturns stuff all the time. And he's saying this is, it would be unprecedented? Well, I have a clip of him after they overturned it, and he's bitching. He's backpedaling. No, this is not the backpedaling one. This is, his, this is the first commentary that he had to backpedal from. Ah, okay. So it's, uh, should I kind of just play it? Yeah, more just run that. Up? It also has a little follow-up information about the Supreme Court. This, they're just doing their jobs. The biggest problem on the bench was judicial activism or a lack of judicial restraint that an unelected uh, group of, of people would somehow overturn whoa an unelected group a hey they're just some guys some dudes in dresses I thought this guy was a constitutional lawyer that's just some dudes in dresses they're, they're not elected <laughs> Play, what is he playing the the Libyan uh, Egypt uh, card here, or would he turn totally, totally, like a totally a banana republic with this commentary? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. And and passed uh, law. Uh, well, well, there's a, a good example. He said it would be unprecedented to overturn a law passed by a majority in Congress. Judge Smith, a Reagan appointee, demanded a letter from the government by noon tomorrow, stating its position on the power of the courts to strike down laws. Republicans in Congress pounced too. The Senate's minority leader, Mitch McConnell, circulated a list of 169 times the Supreme Court has struck down federal laws in part or completely. Now, that is exactly the point that they're covering up now. Because now all the talk is about, oh, this letter, and he's, this judge sent this letter. What are we going to do about the letter? And no one, the, the letter is completely unimportant. What's important is the president of the United States, a constitutional law professor, according to his resume, said that this was unprecedented. It was very clear what he said. He didn't say um, unprecedented. He said it twice. He said it in your clip. And he said it in my clip, which is a different clip. And let me just ask. He didn't say, he didn't caveat that or anything like saying, well, uh, only no, when it comes it was to. unprecedented. The- Nobody ever does this. And this guy's supposed to be a constitutional professor. So really? So Spokeshole Carney is, and I knew it was coming. And I'm so happy because the press corps is, not, is now, now they're all over it. And of course, none of this is seen on television. You have to watch C-SPAN. So the press corps says, uh, sorry, dude, but this, the, the Supreme Court has actually done this 159 times. It's what they do. But listen to how Carney, it's just, it just, oh, the hubris of these people is unbelievable. In, instead of him just saying, hey, he messed up, or yeah, that wasn't really, you know, really nice, was it? He was lying to the public. I just wanted to ask how... <laughs> Never. 80 years of precedent you keep talking about, but Republicans are pointing to, I think it's 159 different times in the history of America where the Supreme Court 
uh, has decided that something is not unconstitutional. Obviously, not all of those times involving the Commerce Clause, which is a caveat. Well, none of them in the last 85 years, and that's what the president was talking about. No, he wasn't. 159 so, so times the court if they are citing, If they are citing times when the court ruled as unconstitutional something under the Commerce Clause that Congress did, they're basically saying they shouldn't have passed some of the New Deal legislation, and perhaps they want to revisit that. But uh, the, the precedent we're talking about now, here, as here I've comes. Made clear, I mean, you can say that they make this argument about precedent based on something the president didn't say or mean, or we can talk about. But to be clear, he didn't specify what you're specifying now. He did yesterday. Yesterday, but in his original comments, he did not and, but, draw out that caveat. He just said the whole thing would be unprecedented. That's not what he said, Ed. That's not certainly what he meant. And it was clear to most folks who observe this oh, and understand oh, what. Oh, 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 John. Most folks who, who understand this, it was very clear. Not like the people, but just like, you know, the elite. Only those people really understand it. You know that, don't you, Jake? Is that issue here? Jay, that's not, that's not true. The president said on Monday <laughs> that it would be an unprecedented, extraordinary step of overturning a law that was passed by a strong majority of a Democratic elected Congress. It took him yesterday to talk about the Commerce Clause and on an economic but issue. Nora, there are two I'm instances telling- in the past 80 years where the Supreme Court has overturned stuff. U.S. versus Lopez and U.S. versus... Nora, what I'm telling you... These are very specific legal issues. It's not evident to everybody. Well, it may not be evident to you. It is clear that the president is talking about (laughs) matters like this that involve the Commerce Clause, that involve Congress passing legislation to deal with issues of national economic importance. National economic matters like... So, the president effed up. And, and, and Carney just can't bring himself to say it. And he is, oh, well, it's, it, it may not be clear to you, Nora. You're a woman. You're stupid. And only folks who are smart understand this. And the, the president wasn't talking to the people. He was talking to smart people. Only smart people who get it. Don't you get it? And, of course, this can't be reported on the news that the president's out there lying for political benefit. So then they just come up with this whole letter thing. Oh, let's hype the letter then. That'll, that, at least that'll cover up the, the blatant lie. And they even bring in Bill Clinton, who, who looks like he's on death's door. <laughs> that poor guy. And listen to what he's... He, a meat, my friend. Really? Listen to what he says. I believe George Washington signed a bill to require able-bodied male citizens to have a rifle in their home. So if those facts are right... What is this case about, anyway? Are you high? <laughs> He's talking wow. about the militia you act. There's a clip of the day. He's talking about the militia. It's like a non sequitur. The militia act of rambling. 1792, man. Come on. Clip of the day. He's talking about the two militia acts of 1792 when the, the president said, hey, you got to have a gun in your house. No, he didn't say that. This was about calling for the organization of state militias. It was a whole it was a whole different thing. And that's the best Clinton can come up with. Oh. To me that was just like wow. It's also a form of a lie. Well, a form. Well, we know Bill Clinton lies. We know that. It's proven. He was impeached for lying. Liar. Yeah. He's lying a, under oath. Just yeah, uh, just a minor thing. So, you know, there are some people blogging about this, obviously, and there's, you know, a little bit going on about, hey, man, that's not okay. And so then, you know, all of a sudden I'm thinking, you know, let me just go back and look at a couple more of these big lies. You remember February 9th. This was the big news. The settlement we've reached today, thanks to the work of some of the folks who are on this stage, 
this is the largest joint federal-state settlement in our nation's history, is the result of that extraordinary cooperation. Right. You remember what that was about, John? No, I don't. That was the big bank settlement. $26 billion. They're going to pay people back. Remember all that? Oh, yeah, vaguely. Yeah. And uh, I remember I said, oh, well, he announced the deal. There was no deal. There still is no deal. Only yesterday have papers been filed. So now we're like two months later. Two months after. Well, this is like the gays in the military thing that he was full of crap about. But this hasn't even, there's not even a deal yet. But yeah. but I figured out what happened. So they, so finally, so, you know, and this is where all of the, uh, um, the states, the governors, or the attorney generals, actually, the, the state's attorney generals are getting this money. Some are going to spend it on hookers. Others will give it to people, whatever it is. And the way it's supposed to go is um, roughly one million people were supposed to receive or were supposed to have their principal loan amount slashed up to $100,000. And then some other poor, pathetic slaves would get like two grand. Remember that? Like, yeah, yeah shut up. And so the banks were, you know, they're on the hook for this. But they never were because the deal has still not been signed. The papers have been filed. We still have not seen the official paperwork because it's a lie. But I figured out why. You see, in the stipulation, I remember all this clearly because and you can, I don't know which episode it was, but, you know, go back to around February 9th and you'll find it. The one stipulation was this would not count towards people's who, people whose mortgages were backed by Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac, right? That was a little gotcha. So what do you think has been happening in the two months since the president announced this great deal for everybody and, and, and now papers being filed? Well, you, you don't know, I'll tell you. The banks have sold all those mortgages to Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac so they won't have to pay anything. Yeah, well, he needed a little time to do that. Yeah, and they got it. And where's our press corps on this? Douchebag. You Just, know, there was a, there was, I don't have the clip. I had the clip, but I'm saving it for some deeper research. Uh, with Woodward and Bernstein were again at some event that was shown on C-SPAN. And I think it was Woodward who says uh, he went around, this about the media, says he went around and asked all the news editors, how many uh, editorials or articles have you written in the last couple of years that the Obama administration was upset with? And the answer says it was universally none. What? Yeah, because they just follow the rules, right? Yeah, they follow the rules. They make sure to get into the events. They don't get kicked out of the press corps that covers Washington. You know, it's all a scam. I mean, I'm surprised that you're getting these clips of these irked reporters, even though this stuff's still not showing up in the newspaper, which is no. the point you make. That's the, the reporter goes in there, asks a good question. He gets crapped on by Carney. Oh, you're an idiot. And uh, they never re- they, they, they won't be able to write that up because the editors won't let it fly. It's not well, going to happen. You want, a, you want an even better one? Really, really funny? <laughs> so <clears throat> you remember we found that website, uh, Rewards for Justice. Remember Rewards for Justice? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, Rewards for Justice came out. Let me just, uh, let me just get the, uh, the site here for a second. Rewards for Justice. Here we go. They came out with a new dude. Ten million bucks for Havis Mohammed Saeed. 
former professor of Arabic and engineering, as well as founding member of Jamaat Udawa, a radical al Hadith Islamist organization dedicated to installing Islamist rule over parts of India and Pakistan. Uh, Saeed is suspected of masterminding numerous terrorist attacks, including the 2008 Mumbai attacks, which resulted in the deaths of 166 people. So um, here it is. The Republic of India has issued us an Interpol red corner notice against Saeed for his role in the 2008 Mumbai terror attacks. Additionally, the United States Department of the Treasury has designated Saeed as a specially designated national, which is not like uh, an award. It's not a good thing. Uh, Saeed was also individually designated by the United Nations under UNSCR 1267 in December 2008. So this all of a sudden pops up. And then the guy, Hafiz Mohammed Saeed, he does a press conference. I, I kid you not. He, he does a press conference in Pakistan. He says, hey, I'm here. I'm quoting because it was, it was not in English. I'm here. I am visible. America should give that reward money to me. <laughs> I'll be in Lahore tomorrow. I'll be there all week, everybody. America can t- contact me whenever it wants. I'm like, what is going on here? And so I tune into um, the State Department's uh, uh, press corps conference. And uh, Victoria is not allowed to do them this week. Victoria Newland, who's my favorite. Because this is kind of touchy. So they bring in... Um, I uh, forget the guy's name. Douchebag. And uh, he gets grilled on this. And it, it's it, the truth of the matter. I'm not saying the fact of the matter, but the truth of this matter is outrageous. Let's be very clear, because I've been getting questions all morning. Hey, if you know where he is, why issue this reward? Uh, just to clarify, uh, the, the $10 million is for information uh, that uh, that not it, not about his location, but information that leads to an arrest or conviction. Uh, and this is information that could uh, withstand judicial scrutiny. So I think what's important here is we're not seeking this guy's location. We all know where he is. So, you know, they could drone him. $10 million. It's not for where we know where he is. Well, what is this $10 million about then? Uh, of our money, by the way. You know, every journalist in Pakistan and in the region knows how to find him. Uh, but we're looking for information that can be usable uh, to convict him in a court of law. We if he's already been indicted, as Toria said yesterday, if he's already in, been indicted, presumably the pro- prosecutors have, have information. Otherwise, he wouldn't have been indicted. You're talking about... He's indicted within uh, the U.S. Uh, or uh, anywhere. anywhere. Uh, 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 well, again, I think, look, I think what they're trying to... They're, we're, we're trying to uh, you know, I didn't edit that, by the way. This is the guy. Get information that can be used uh, to put this uh, gentleman behind bars. There is no information right now that could... That could that there's could information, process, there's that intelligence that you know is not necessarily usable in a court of law. So... Uh, <laughs> the, the, the reporter's now laughing. The really? Really? <laughs> he actually did a really on him, which I like that. Really? Not there. There isn't information out there that that could be used I think to that, I think that the rewards for justice announcement speaks for itself. <laughs> insofar as saying that they're looking for evidence that can be used against them that implicates him. But yeah, Kim. Victoria had said yesterday or the day before as well that the Pakistanis were aware of of this, and and yet we've got a statement today from the foreign minister saying that the U.S. must provide concrete evidence if it wants Islamabad to act against it. So it would seem like there's some confusion on the part of the Pakistani government. So okay, so let me just recap what we've heard so far. 
So there's no judicial evidence. We know where the guy is. We're looking for information that can convict him of the Mumbai attacks, of which, by the way, a certain David Headley has already been convicted of being the mastermind of that. The guy's in Pakistan. Pakistan is saying, you know, you got you can't touch our Pakistani nationals. If you want the guy, you got to come up with some real information. But India, as the as even our our spokeshole says, India has issued an Interpol red corner notice. India wants the guy, and we clearly have to suck up to India for some reason. Now, let me just uh, roll this back a few. Here we go. Um, kind of evidence that the Pakistanis can then arrest this individual and try him. I'm confused. If there's not any evidence, why, why is this guy a wanted terrorist? If, if you, if you, I mean, you could put anyone's face and name up there and say, I'll give you 10 million. If you- Thank you. This guy is good. I, I don't know who he is. They never cut you to him. Find out who they, I've heard this guy before. He's, He's good. I mean, you could put anyone's face up there. Well, that's essentially what is happening here. You can give yeah. me some information that connects him to some attack someplace. Like, why? There's, there has to be something out there. Well, you know, there is, uh, uh, you I know, think the guy inf- sue for slander. Yeah, well, well uh, here comes the, the final, the final windup. The guy said, there must be something. You got something on the guy, don't you? Yeah, there is. Uh, information out there. I just but it's, can't but, but speak it's, to. But it, but it can't be used in court. Correct. So Correct. that means that there is not any, that means that there's, <laughs> I don't get what, what kind of information well, you're talking it's, about. It's, it's, it's based on intelligence. And, and ah, that can't be used therefore. in court. Not, not oh, to my understanding, but I can't. Oh, secret intelligence. Talk about it in detail. In 2009, you, uh, David Headley was arrested and he testified in court in a plea bargain deal on the Mumbai attacks. Um, is the evidence, if the evidence isn't sufficient, then what about the testimony he gave, testifying that he was trained by lashkar e to carry out the Mumbai attacks? Is that evidence then not usable because it was then used to convict someone? No, oh, good question! You know what, I'm not, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not conversant on the evidence that he gave in that case, so I, you know, I'd have to refer you to... Uh, you know, to the relevant uh, law enforcement agencies as well as to the uh, lawyers. Yeah. I, I just don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Douchebag. Well, round of applause for the press corps at the State Department. Good job. They're, of course, you won't see that on your news, which is, I, I presume, no, one of the reasons. No, you have to look you... at these press conferences to get the news. It's well, that's, ridiculous. Well, that's what we do. That's these what guys we do. are supposed to do these conferences, and then someone's supposed to write it up and present it to the public, and they're supposed to get, you know, they, so they don't, you know, so they don't have to kind of thing. Yeah, but. You know, we, we ask the questions of these idiots so you don't have to, and it never gets reported. It doesn't end up in the paper. And in this case, I thought it was actually highly entertaining. Yeah, that was entertaining. The, well, actually, the State Department events tend to be more entertaining than the uh, than the the sheepish uh, press corps for the White House. They were like just scared, <laughs> all afraid that they're going to get kicked out. Yeah, of kicked the out. Corps. Kicked out. Yeah, yeah. Because if you ask the wrong question, you don't get invited back. I mean, this is the basic corruption of the media, uh, and it's and it's it's essentially uh, institutionalized. If I got a, a Pass to go to the uh, to ask the president questions at one of these press conferences. I have to be specially vetted. I'm vetted. I go to the thing and I ask a softball question. Might get invited back if I ask a really tough question and then demand You're a follow off the up because it doesn't ask. I'm done. Uh-huh. I better do a really good job. Yeah, you're off the at, list at one time because I'm out of there. Yeah. Yeah, that's the way it works, and that's what everyone complains about. Well, this is why we are still in business, is because we are able to bring this stuff 
because people support the show and I sit on my increasingly flabby ass watching C-SPAN, reading legislation and looking at what's really going on. And it's it, it's a sad state of affairs, but eventually... Well, we're not going to be invited to the White House no, press no. corps anytime soon. Or any of the cool parties. No. Right. No, we, we, we're, we're, you get blackballed. I mentioned in the open... I mean, in fact, we, there could be more shows like ours... There are, there. there are a few. There are a few. There's a There's couple a few. out there. There's I agree. Definitely. Some of them it's, as, it's a growth market. It's a growth market. Yeah, it's a growth market because once somebody gets blackballed from one of these scenes, they got they have no other choice. The problem is no one has figured out that the only way to do it is to do it with the audience, which is what we do. Look at noagendanewsnetwork.com if you've never seen that. that, yeah, is no, that no, well, that's because we're both actually trained in this environment. This is true. It's our, it's our, we're house trained. And some poor schlub who's been in the media his whole life, you know, working for a newspaper under some mean editor. Yeah. Uh, they, they're clueless. So they can't, you know, they don't, they can't make the jump. So did you, um, a number of people asked me to look into this and, uh, I, I'd seen it, but I was like, ah, whatever. You know, this is what, this is what's also good about the show is people will just hound you. Like, dude, you've got to look at this. You got to look at this. So this, uh, <laughs> this, that's literally what dude, dude, Hey dude, dude, dude you got to look at this. The uh, Arizona House Bill 2549er, you know what this is about? I don't know what it's about. Okay, so the leg- uh, it's in the show notes. Uh, three I se- might actually. Three, seven, three, nine, what is it? What What's is the bill number? Uh, 2549er. And you will find it in the show notes, marked up for your convenience at uh, 397.nashownotes.com. This is a, a, a change of the Arizona... Uh, uh, here it is. Amending sections 13-29016 and 13-29023, Arizona revised statutes relating to electronic or digital devices. Oh, this is that... that Harassment uh, law. Yeah, I know this law. This I, I, I need to write about this. It's so funny. So let me... Uh, so it, if you look at the actual bill, it's actually like a red line copy, which is kind of cool. Because um, previously, it would say... It is un- unlawful for this. I'm reading from section uh, 1329016A. It is unlawful for any person with intent, intent, by the way, the words matter, intent to terrify, intimidate, threaten, harass, annoy, or offend to use a telephone, and that is crossed out and changed to any electronic or digital device. And use any obscene, lewd, or profane language or suggest any lewd or lascivious act or threaten to inflict physical harm to the person or property of the person. It is also unlawful to otherwise disturb by repeated anonymous and telephone calls is crossed out electronic or digital communications like email or comments. The peace, quiet, or right of privacy of any person at the place where the telephone call scratched out communications were received. Any person who violates this section is guilty of a class one misdemeanor. Class one misdemeanor is punishable by 12 months in jail and two and a half thousand dollars in fines or both. Um, So the things that are uh, and you should write a column about this. The things that are a little disturbing is words like intent. So even if you didn't, you know, even if you didn't, even if you if there was if someone can prove intent, to annoy or def- or offend, harass. I mean, that is basically what the internet is. 
The whole thing is is meant to annoy and harass and offend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that what this reminds me of these these boneheads who come into the game late and then they say, "You can't use a hyperlink." You know, it links right. to my site. Yeah. I can't I don't want that. That's you lame. You, what are you doing on the internet <laughs> if you don't want to be hyperlinked? <laughs> I mean, this is like these idiots in Belgium who were uh, running this newspaper organization and they got sick of Google yeah. taking the, you know, clips. They have a, you know, you search for yeah. something, Google, it shows up. They said, we You're don't stealing want our you know, content. Robots.txt, by the way, will stop this mm -hmm. immediately mm -hmm. so people can do it on their yeah, own. Yeah, they wanted they the promotion, but they, did, the they didn't, yeah, they didn't want Google like. Stealing they didn't want stuff. Google scanning them. Yeah. So, which, by the way, I, like I said, they were idiots because they didn't know you could use robot.txt and they'll stop. They'll, they'll stop in the drop of a hat. But no, they made a big stink about it. So Google blackballed them. But this, and they won't link to them under any circumstances. Yeah, and then, right like on. six months later, these guys come begging yeah. Google, to, oh, we, you, you won't link to me. We're going broke. Now, of course, uh, the pundits are out there. Ah, you know, this is this is a yeah. It's very obvious what this is about. Yeah, but words matter. That's the way I see it. You know, because words do matter. I mean, this show will be if this is passed by Jan Brewer, if she puts her signature under it. This program is by definition illegal in Arizona because we use obscene, lewd, and profane language. Lewd and lascivious acts. I have definitely threatened to inflict physical harm to persons and property. And I'm very, well, you're annoying and you offend. That's four. <laughs> I haven't heard you uh, threaten violence. No, I've, I've definitely said I will shoot you to... TSA oh, yeah, people. Jokingly, yes, yeah. you do that. Well, no, uh, well, uh, do I have intent? I've got weapons. Yeah, I, I, I think you could prove intent. <laughs> so what happens <laughs> to out-of-state people? Most of these, you know, do they really think that this is all taking place within the confines yeah. of Arizona? I don't know. Or are they going to put a, a, a extradition order out for every citizen in the country that they track down in, in a chat room who says you suck? You suck, <laughs> douchebag. Oh, no. Hey, by the way, douchebag, we, we have... I no wonder... If we do like fourteen douchebag callouts in one show, is that then fourteen counts? Do we have, do we then get fourteen years in the slammer in Arizona? Well, twenty five hundred dollars per count, I would guess. Yeah, and and twelve months in jail. I you know. Anyway, it winds up here. And by um, the way, you know that 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 program, uh, Girls Nearby or whatever it was called, they got you know everyone talking. The app. Talked about. The app. You mean? Yeah. Well, the app. Yeah. The uh, it, according to this story, it's a class C felony under this law <laughs> felony for stalking and intimidation up to 25 years in jail. Yeah. So if you go rolling up to someone and using that app, hey, babe, you know, <laughs> yes. nice top. So, uh, boom. Is that how you do it, John? Let me just write that down. Hey, Actually, babe, I had a, uh, nice I had a column top. on this and I have the whole procedure that you should use if you're going to use this app. And what, what will work and what won't work. That was an example of something that won't work. It'll get you slapped if you want to get slapped. So that was one of the uh, many stories. And I thank you very much, everybody, for hounding me on that. Because once I saw the bill, which is what I do, I, I, I enjoy this so much. I enjoy reading legislation. It, uh, it, it, you know, you can wake me up at 7 a.m. and say, hey, man, I got a new bill for you. I'm like, cool. It's like Christmas, Christmas in April. 
another thing that came in, and this I'm sure you received a lot of this was tweeted everywhere, and I have a serious question about this. Maybe Atomic Rod can help us out. Um, and I, I have my doubts about it. Um, so, actually, there's two stories. One is, United States draws up plans for nuclear drones. So they're talking about a new generation of nuclear-powered drones capable of flying over remote regions of the world for months on end without refueling. And along with that comes Boeing is uh, very close now to developing its hydrogen-powered Phantom Eye unmanned uh, drone, uh, which will uh, also effectively do the same. So if this is possible, if you can have nuclear energy, uh, a reactor small enough, to, to be in a drone. Why don't I have that in my backyard? In why, don't, why don't we have it in the matter. car? Why don't we have it in airplanes already? So either this is a total bullcrap story, and anything yeah. that comes from Wired, I'm pretty much sure it is, or hallelujah, how awesome is that? It would be great. You haven't yeah. get gas ever. Yeah, I, 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 get me one of those. I'll put, think, I'll put it right that, in the backyard. Uh, one load of uh, fuel would last, I think, that I don't know what the... Months? No, I think it lasts, I, that, which, I, by the way, I think is the bogus part. I suppose if you made it small enough, it might only last months, but it should last years. Well, so my, but, but seriously, just know... No, talk to Rod about it. Well, no, yeah, I know he's listening, but, you know, just thinking about, you know, I, I do know something about aviation. You're going to need a power plant in these things, and it, let's just say we have a drone the size of a Cessna... I mean, that thing gulps 16 gallons an hour of fuel. It has, uh, you know, the engine is uh, 300 plus horsepower. That's some serious stuff you're talking about. You can power, You just give me a 300 horsepower generator. How many uh, KVAs can we get out of that? You can power a house with that and it makes no noise. This is beautiful. And apparently it's safe enough to fly over the whole world. So, you know, there's nothing, no one's concerned about that. I think this story's bogus. Let me just see who, who, I think it was a wired story. Let me just double. It was everywhere, but usually. Dang- now, these things, they float into the, into the, everyone catches Guardian. attention. Oh, Guardian. All the, you know, not all, the old timers are still pretty competent, but these new, uh, these new writers that come out of uh, J school who don't, never took science. And then the next thing you know, they're writing about it. Uh, they get completely they get completely sucked uh, suckered by these PR companies or whoever's trying to get this stuff to uh, get into print. Well, so this is from The Guardian. According to summary of the research published by the Federation of American Scientists, computer-based productions were used to test the concepts based on requirements and direction provided by Northrop Grumman. Sandia performed focus studies to translate stated needs into conceptual designs and processes that could be transferred easily from Sandia to industry design and production personnel. So it's been studied, and science is in, and it's good to go. Yeah, well, maybe on paper. Well, I'm very, very excited because I'll get me one of these. I'm not afraid of it. I'm really not afraid of it. Especially if it can fly over in the skies. This is great. Here, the potential impact of nuclear-powered drones can be gauged by comparing them with existing aircraft, such as the MQ-9 Reaper, of which, by the way, another one uh, just crashed in the Seychelles yesterday. <laughs> it careened off of the, uh, uh, on landing, careened off the runway into the ocean. <laughs> it literally careened. That's a, that's a good word. It careened. It touched down on the runway and bounced a few times before ending in the sea 
at the extreme <laughs> southern end of the runway. Coming in too hot. Uh, yes, that's know. exactly what it is. It came in too hot, bounced around. <clears throat> it's called porp- porpoising. And uh, it couldn't stop. They should have done a go around. But, you know, there's a bunch of idiots flying these things, I guess. Anyway, the uh, M- MQ-9 Reaper, which is used extensively in Afghanistan, Pakistan, in operations against insurgents, the Reaper presently carries nearly two tons of fuel in addition to a similar weight of munitions, i.e. hellfires, and other equipment, and can stay airborne for 42 hours. So, using nuclear power would enable the Reaper not only to remain airborne for far longer, but to carry more missiles, yay, and civilians' equipment, and to dispense with the need so for we, ground crews. We can infer from that, that comment, that the, the nuke, the, the reactor... Is weighs less because it was going to carry more munitions. Weighs less than two tons. Yes, correct. So, and uh, two tons would be four thousand pounds approximately. So they, uh, so the thing has to weigh could be three thousand pounds, maybe. Uh, the size of a, I th- uh, I think a less. small car, besides th- a small I think uh, less. compact car. Yeah, so I can park that in my garage and have that as a power plant. I'm all for it. Anyway, so uh, nuclear rod Adams uh, listens to the show. He. Uh, he works in the Navy, and he was on a nuclear submarine but for most have, of his they life. They have small piles here and there around the, the campuses. I think Berkeley, University of California, Berkeley has a small Just laying uh, around? A nuclear reactor in one of the buildings. Even really? though Berkeley is a nuke-free zone with really? signage all of when you drive into Berkeley. Welcome to Berkeley. Nuke-free, you know, kind of thing. But meanwhile, Cal's got one right there in the campus. <laughs> really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Very famous little. It's one of the oldest reactors, I think, in California. Well, listen, I'm very they use it for jacking up, uh, making isotopes and stuff. I'm interested. I'm interested. I'm very interested in a nuke in my backyard. I'm not afraid. I'm really not. Just seems like perfect. And if we're going to be flying them around, hand one over to me. Where can I? Where can I get one? It has to be. It can't be a million times more expensive. I mean, they can't like. No one, nowhere does it say, oh, well, you know, it's going to be so expensive. No, the drones are supposed to be cheaper. Yeah, you think that technology by now uh, would be cheaper. Yeah. I mean, it's just the cost of the fuel, which is down. It's been depressed because of uh, Fukushima. Yeah. I mean, because everyone's, oh, it was bad. <laughs> and uh, I think it would be, uh, yeah, a little thing. In the, if it was the size of, let's say, a smart, what's a smart car weigh? Oh, it's nothing. I've had one. I had a smart car. They what two twenty five hundred pounds maybe maybe it's it's made out of plastic. Well, what's this? Well, anyway, be, but let's assume it was made out of steel. It'd probably be, but that's the size I'm imagining the device to be. The, size, the size, size of a smart car, really? You think yeah, that big and, even? And then I would, you know, seven hundred and thirty kilos, sixteen hundred and nine pounds. Okay, so and if it was made out of steel and and lead, which you'd have to be if it was a. Uh, a power plant. Yeah, uh, it would probably weigh close to four thousand pounds, and you'd it would come out with some wheels, and you could push it over to yeah. where you want it, and then you lock it down yeah. so a tornado doesn't pick it up. Yeah, and if you don't like it, then you push the thing down the hill, get rid of it. Yeah, or right, take it to the garbage. Right dump. into Lake Travis. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Anyway, that was just my little thought. I like it. I thought it was a very good uh, uh, idea. So back to uh, well. By the, by the way, is she gonna sign this thing? She's nuts. But people, you can do this at home. You know when? Cause here's what I'm noticing. I also noticed on No Agenda News Network, which is a little irritating, but I don't mind the clicking. So uh, people will find something on like activistpost.com or something else, 
and you know down at the bottom of the story it says source here and you click there and then that story says oh no source here and then finally you trace it back to the original source the you know which is usually in many cases actually um um uh, like an ap or a reuters and from there you know when you see like the scientists said you know go look at the research go download the paper you know you've got to do a little more than just like read wired well, and, worse than that is that you're getting uh, uh it's almost like the joke where you tell the joke to one person after another i have seen these stories because i was working on one the other day where this i found the story it sounded pretty exciting but it was re- referencing something else i went back to that and it was referencing something else now when you went back to the original one the, the story was bogus <laughs> yeah it was like, wait a minute, that's not what they're saying. Why are you interpreting it this way? Now you got to be careful. You got to be careful. But yeah, so you know, you can do this. I mean, and and reporters could do this, and the news could do this, and uh, well, that's time consuming. No one seems to really care. Do you know one thing we didn't just talking about not caring? We seem to have <laughs> just completely given up, or we didn't follow the M eighty bomber story at all. What was the M80 bomber This is story, the guy right? that was caught by uh, TSA. Oh, and he had uh, homemade bombs in his butt. He didn't have any homemade bombs. He had some firecrackers. Fire right. Here, the hearing the for a man accused of trying to bring explosives onto a plane headed to uh, San Francisco was delayed today. 29-year-old Joseph Piccolo was detained in Philadelphia yesterday after airport screeners found M80s and a bottle filled with flash powder inside his backpack. Piccolo told authorities he left the explosives in his backpack by accident. He's due back in federal court on Tuesday. Right. First of all, the guy looks like a stoner who would forget. Yeah. Oh, dude. Oh, crap. Oh, man. <laughs> I forgot the And he had what, some flash powder, which is, I don't know what he's going to use that for. He maybe is a photographer. I have no idea. But or a magician. But the M80s, he had a couple of M80s, which is a big firecracker. They're, they're, they're nasty, but this is, what's, what is the point? I mean, so now this guy is screwed for life. Oh, yeah. No, he's going away. But they, but they, but you can be sure that the DHS and the TSA are going to be bragging about how they stopped a a mad bomber. Yeah, finally they got one. Yeah, they got one. He's a stoner. Way. We got him. We got the stoner. Anyway, I don't know. We never picked it up. I, I don't, no, I, no, we did. You, no, you did actually. You just don't remember. Oh, I can't. I'm sixty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> yes, citizen. Don't be alarmed. We're here on official business. And, but we're forgetful. <laughs> so at the end of the last show, we had a nice uh, little chat about uh, this, uh, the change in the DSM. That's the manual for a uh, mental disease, uh, which every, which uh, the pharmaceutical industry uses to pay doctors to push crap on you that you don't really need that will make you wacky, wiggy, make you wig out. There's a new term, wig out. Remember that one, John? Yeah, hey, man, he wigged out. Hey, he wig- was wigging out. He's, he's wigging out, man. That was a good term. We need to bring that back. Wigging out. Wigging out. Um, oh, you know, uh, we were sitting with one, uh, one of our neighbors having some drinks the other day. They're older. They're, uh, they're older than you. And she used the term. She said, no shit, Sherlock. I'm like, wow, that's another oh, yeah, one. That's I, an old classic. I haven't heard that one in a long time either. Uh, but we're talking about, uh, so this DSM-5, which is coming, and there's a great uh, like a one-hour YouTube video. you find it at the show notes, 397.nashownotes.com under video, uh, about, the, uh, about the DSM. And how you know, everyone knows it's, it's not based on science or anything. It's just bullcrap. I think we're listed in it as, you know, if you're, 
if you're a conspiracy theorist, you know, you should be taking Zoloft or whatever. There's something in there for us. <laughs> and uh, so the, our conversation struck a chord. I got a lot of emails, as I hoped I would, actually, um, from parents who listen to the show. And it's very hopeful stuff. It's very positive. So I, can I share one of them with you that I got from Will? One of our producers, uh, Adam John, enjoy the show. Thank you. Just want to send a note in regards to autism and how quickly doctors and other specialists love to jump on diagnosing it and prescribing drugs. My son started talking, quote, early at around eight to nine months, simple words like da-da and milk, but then suddenly stopped at around 12 months. Instead, he would point and grunt or make other sounds. Clicking his tongue meant truck, for instance. That's what you think, Will. Doctors were quick to jump on something being wrong with him and prescribe him meds and treatment, but I knew he was okay. He was just doing his own thing. We did get a speech therapist, but that did little more than frustrate and piss him off. <laughs> I know many, I like a little pissed off kid. Yeah, 12-month, pissed off 12-month-old. I know many parents get scared and want to do the right thing, so they listen to these idiots and drug their kids. They would be better off doing their own research. We did. We found out that rather than autism, these late-talking kids are often described as having Einstein syndrome. Have you heard of this? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Einstein, I think when we went to... Uh, five, I know, somebody, five. He was five until he five started talking. he said a word. And, you know, the first thing they said to him, he says, well, what? Why, why did it take you so long to say something? He said, eh, I had nothing to say. Nothing to say, exactly. So, um... Uh, we uh, we found out he had Einstein syndrome as he was a famous late, uh, Einstein, a famous late talker himself. There have been many geniuses that had only started talking after three or four years of age. The developing mind can only do so much as it is growing rather than the speech portion of the brain developing first. Another area is taking over instead. When my son was a little over three years old, he suddenly started talking again, just as if someone flipped a switch. The amazing thing is his speech was normal, speaking in age-appropriate sentences. He's now four and a half, well ahead of his peers. People often comment he sounds like a six-year-old. He reads and writes, does simple math, counts to a thousand. If you let him, he can even read large numbers in the hundreds of thousands or millions. Uh, by the way, not having a TV, a.k.a. what we call the brain-sucking machine in the house, probably helps too. Um, so I just thought it was a really nice story. And, you know, because I, I was not familiar with the Einstein syndrome. It's in the Book of Knowledge. Uh, term Thomas Sowell used to describe the exceptionally bright people who experience a delay in development of speech. The name is yeah. Derived. Nowadays you drug them so they're never going to develop their brain exactly. at all. And they're idiots when they get older. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, well, I found the uh, I found a very unusual uh, big pharma uh, new market. Hey now, I ran into an ad. Uh, it's the, uh, let's see what ad. New what Angle? It? it must be, what? New oh, Angle? New Angle on TV. Drug or, new, or New Usages. So let me set this up. It, which There's one is it? Is, it? is it New Angle or New Usages? New Angle. Okay. Uh, so let me set this up. So the, the ad has a dog. Oh, I've seen this. <laughs> yeah, I've seen this one. Yeah. Running through a bunch of pipes. Uh -huh. Clear pipes because they don't want the dog to get out into the open because he might get, catch something. And the and it's a drug ad in the same format that the money making format. And I heard a guy who did one of the first ads for the drug companies that resulted in these huge sales upticks because people are like, oh I, they advertise and they go that you know ask for a dog. But they've decided to let's go to the real the real money people's animals play the
There's an easier way to protect your dog from dangerous parasites. Good boy. Fetch. Trifexis is the monthly beef-flavored tablet that prevents heartworm disease, kills fleas and prevents infestations, and treats hook, round, and whipworm infections. Treatment with fewer than three monthly doses after exposure to mosquitoes may not provide complete heartworm prevention. The most common adverse reactions were vomiting, itching, and lethargy. <laughs> Serious adverse reactions have been reported following concomitant extra-label use of ivermectin with spinosad alone, one of the components of Trifexis. Prior to administration, dogs should be tested for existing heartworm infection. To learn more about Trifexis, talk to your veterinarian. Call 888-545-5973 or visit Trifexis.com. You don't have to go to extremes to protect your dog from parasites. You need Trifexis. Visit our website to save up to $20. Available by prescription from your veterinarian. Anal leakage may occur in some breeds. So uh, I just said, wow, this is a good one. <laughs> and it's the same formula. Did you hear the uh, the wolf howl in there? Yeah. Arr! I, that, there was they, a little wolf howl. They use my funny. sound effect. Here, listen to it again. Like, seven three, or visit trifexis.com. You don't have to go to extremes to protect <laughs> It's you. the yeah, same it's one. Exactly the same. <laughs> it's the same wolf. So which in the dog, the dog is not a wolf, it's a beagle, I So think. this proves our point that the disclaim because they don't have there's no I'm sure there's no law that you, you, you gotta disclaim all these drugs for the dog. Yeah, you, know, you might get it's depressed. A, right, and, it's a dog. Please. So it just proves people respond to that. Oh yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. It must oh be my powerful p- if you need all those protections. Yeah, my dog. But now man. it's talk to your vet you know, it's not ask your doctor if this is right for you. Talk to your veterinarian. If it's and right the veterinarians for your dog. are more well, no completely corrupt. The veterinarians yeah. listen to this show, yeah. but in terms of like you know, basically <laughs> selling out to big pharma for a, for a piece of the action. Oh, yeah. On. Well, there goes the audience. Thanks, John. <laughs> I'm just all saying. those all those hot chicks who became veterinarians now just switched off the show. Meow. We're done. We're done. I tell you. But no, the veteran because especially there's but if you're talking about this, since I've already lost them. There's been a huge increase in these vet chains, and people who have pets know about this. You know, you used to have the local veterinarian, he's a local guy, and there'd be, you know, a dog and a cat side to the building, and you'd go in there, and it wasn't part of any, any major chain. Now there's these chains of vets, very much like Walmarts of veterinarians, mm-hmm. and you can look this up. Yeah. And they're huge. Yeah, they they get, they're all over the place, and they essentially gouge you. Yeah. Well, it's because people now are buying insurance for their pets, which proves the, how the insurance thing rips you off. Because once the insurance companies got in there and people are like, well, you know, I might as well pay, you know, 100, 200 bucks a month to insure my pet. Now, if you if you don't have insurance for your pet, you go in. I mean, oh, this shot is 400 bucks. What? Yeah, it's crazy. It's unbelievable. No, it's a big scam. Um, well, let's stay on this for a second then, because uh, look, remember, we were tracking tuberculosis. Uh, the first of many reports, a TB, which we know there's a man-made version now out there by their own admission. Uh, tuberculosis, oh, it's going to kill everybody. Well, do we got to have a vaccine. Uh, we got an experimental vaccine. Oh, tuberculosis, tuberculosis. Well, let's start the fear-mongering. A health scare at a local school. A student at Lorraine High School has tuberculosis. So today, students and teachers are going to have access to tuberculosis testing. Now, the school notified parents with a letter on Friday and a recorded message at the county tuberculosis uh, clinic says that the testing will be available starting today. You see the number right there on your screen. It's 440. Right. Testing, uh, test for tuberculosis. This is in Ohio. And uh, what, what you notice the usages of the reporter. Mm-hmm. They're, go, they're as though some sort of a privilege. They're going to have access. Access, access. To yeah. testing. Very, yeah. I, I'm glad you caught what is that. that. What is that? What is the 
What are they conveying it's when they say that? Is there some oh, privilege? It's yes. like a special deal for these people. And oh, <laughs> if you get access to testing, you'll get you get get to be tested. Well, if you're not a Seems good slave, weird. well, if you're not a good slave, you don't get access to the test. I've been listening to usages, and that's what this other clip is. This new usages clip. You mm-hmm. might want to run it after I give you. The, this is about Bart in the Bay Area. I, I want you to spot the usage. This will be a, a kind of a test and ask Adam. See if you can, when the guy uses this new usage, it's like, I, I would just, I mean, it's like a boring clip about how they're changing the seats on the BART trains from wool. They always have wool color, covered seats to some sort of cheap vinyl because everyone's, there was a bunch of reports. It was all set up as a brainwashing trick. They set up a bunch of tests. Oh, there's lice in these seats. And this, this started months ago. About how this, the dirty old wool seats and Bart were, you know, c- crawling with bugs. <laughs> well, it'll be a refreshing change for a lot of Bay Area backsides. One of the biggest and longest standing complaints for Bart passengers is gradually being replaced. Kit Doe shows us why your next ride could be a whole lot softer and a lot more sanitary. There is an unusual smell on this bar train, the smell of brand new vinyl seats. This one is the first of a hundred cars to get them, and Sean Steele makes sure the installation goes smoothly. You look like a proud father. Oh yes, I am um, proud that we're actually introducing or have our campaigning these seats to our passengers. Campaigning? What is that supposed to mean? I don't know. We're, and he stopped himself. He says we're. You know, if you play that little part at the yeah. end because he says he stops himself and changes the word to campaigning as if he was told to do that. I am um, proud that we're actually introducing or have are campaigning these seats to our passengers. Ah, ah, I guess that something hasn't been approved somewhere. No, he's first he was introducing, he's introducing. He's introducing then he changed the word to campaigning. Hmm. We're campaigning the seats. Hmm. What? I don't know. I don't know. I was just taken aback by this, and I have yet to figure out. I mean, obviously, he was told to say this by somebody above him for some reason. But who who and where in, in the spectrum of craziness and of propaganda of public relations decided to use the word campaigning in a public way like this? It sounds like this, you know, boardroom speak, you know, kind of crazy. Right. It's kind of Silicon Valley bull crap. Well, I'm looking now on the Book of We're Knowledge. We're campaigning the seats. Yeah, I'm trying to find out. Ladies and gentlemen, you knew Bart seat. So maybe campaigning means... Well, it means what it means, which is they're just a public... You know, he's on it's the... It's PR, yeah. It's, it's a PR. PR. Yeah. We're campaigning, but maybe he screwed up and, and he shouldn't have said that. Hmm. But he almost sounded as though he meant to say it because he had stopped himself. Yeah. Well, I'm just mulling over this, see if I can find anything... I think of course the reporters standing there hearing this and never no st- wouldn't say anything. I think um, oh here, as it outfits another hundred cars with the vinyl seats for a total of two hundred made over cars. Bart plans to give to gather rider feedback on the conversion through on car surveys as well as through Twitter and Facebook and by phone. Hey, hello, this is the Bart guy. How's your ass? <laughs> My ass is great, man. Thank you very much. I don't want wool seats. It'd be nasty. People spilling stuff on it and be all sticky gum. They've had gum? wool seats since the, I don't know when Bart Ugh. started. I think this, I think there've been 40, 50 years of wool seats. And now all of a sudden they're changing the vinyl. I mean, technically, if you want to have a, 
you know, a comfy seat, you want some sort of cloth, but yeah. this cloth, this cloth is no good. Mm. And, and if you want something that lasts a long time, you just make a solid plastic seat like they do in the New York subways. Yeah. Hmm. You know, you can hose it down. I don't know what they're up to. <laughs> hose it down. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Eh, Coney's back. Just mentioned that. Yeah, I saw that. They're going to do a second movie. Yeah, it's out now. It came out. Oh, it is? Yep. Well, yep. that was quick. Coney 2012 Part 2, Beyond Famous. Yeah. Ugh. It's about uh, 20 minutes. 20, yeah, it's about 19, 20 minutes. And, uh, of course, being heavily promoted all on all the news networks. The first one went so incredibly viral. Let's check it out. Let's see how this one is doing. Let me go to their webpage here for a second. Coney 2012. Oh, 302 views. I guess they didn't... Uh, <laughs> They didn't turn the bots on. No, let me see. Well, the bots will go on in a second. Let me see. Let me just make sure I've got the right page. I just want to be absolutely sure here. Don't want to. Uh, let's go see. Go to YouTube and get I am, I am on YouTube. I'm on YouTube right now. 302 views. That's all they got. Hey, the, the, the intro is pretty funny. Or Facebook recently, you've probably seen a new campaign called Coney 2012. It's gone viral. One million hits per million hour. Times. 60 100 million people have now watched. social media at its best. It's uniting people all across the world. Is this the what? new way to move the world to action? But this movie is not without critics. Critics say the film manipulates the facts. Simplifying the story. We're simplifying a wildly complex that the issue. message is too late. Joseph Coney and his forces Here's my favorite part. Listen to this. Pro-war activism. Utterly naive to By think next They actually put Alex Jones in there. <laughs> They're so brazen. They put Alex Jones in who's saying pro-war activism. Which can be that's interpreted to mean. either well. That's the whole point. It, 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 they're using him for their <laughs> to promote his message. <laughs> These white westerners sort of getting on a bandwagon, and actually they haven't got a clue what they're a talking clue? about. Anyway, three hundred and two views. Turn on the bots, people. Yeah, get your numbers up. I mean, and it's get been your on, bogus numbers up. It's been on CNN all morning, all really? morning. Three hundred two views. So so much for the and you know they well we can't wait for this one to go viral. Yeah, <laughs> really. So bunch, I think if you want to talk crap. about publicity stunts, yeah, you got what? Oh, what you got? Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah. If you you know they think well, what what are we going to do about our ratings in Canada for the Miss Canada thing? Yeah. I don't know. What can we do that would get everyone to watch? Um, hmm, here's an idea. Donald Trump has had a change of heart about a transgendered beauty contestant entering the Miss Universe contest. Two weeks ago, pageant organizers forced Jenna Telekova out of the Miss Universe Canada contest after discovering that she was once a boy. The Miss Universe competition requires each contestant to be born as a woman. I am a woman. I was devastated, and I felt that excluding me for the reason that they gave was unjust. Wow. But now pageant owner Donald Trump is overturning that decision. He says Telekova can enter as long as Canada recognizes her gender as a woman. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. That was genius. Yeah, it's very smart. And then the, then the woman, of course, you heard the uh, the the female uh, talking head uh, on CBS say, "Wow!" Because yeah, wow, this girl is quite pretty. And she is. Uh, yeah, she's very pretty. And of course, she got Gloria Allred there immediately to get some publicity. Oh, for the, uh, you know, you know, I thought that woman was a total douchebag, but she actually 
She, you know, she, you know that she was raped, and then that's how she got started with suing for. Oh, yeah, no, that, I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that either. And I always thought she was a total douche knuckle. And then I really heard her entire story, and you know, she started. She represented in the Ro, Roe v. Wade. You know, like it or not, I mean, she, she is a serious, uh, a serious lawyer, and uh, that's yeah. She she wanted to have an she, she had to have an illegal abortion after she got raped. And so you know. I'm a, I'm a little hesitant. Wow, my God, this this chick's got great legs. <laughs> You're looking her up? Yeah, of course. <laughs> but she got big feet. That's the problem. Yeah, big feet. She has, has kind of big hands. Yeah, she got. Well, that's okay. Man hands. Yeah. Well, not really. But but she's I think she's one of those examples. You know this this idea of a chimera. Chimera. A chimera. 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 I don't care. Uh, advertising. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it is really apparent with her, it seems to me, because she really doesn't have any male characteristics facially or in a lot of other aspects of her. And I don't think it, she'll I don't think she'll even come in the final 10. I mean, there's, no, no, there's but, a lot prettier girls out there. It's going to draw attention to that. They're going to have yeah. good ratings. Duh. Let's put it that way. Duh. And I don't think she's going to come. She, no, she's no. not going to no. pull it off. But. But if, but you know, Trump might try to fix it because if she could get into the into the Miss Universe contest, the big one, which has the big audience, right? They would he would pump the numbers. So this could be rigged. She could be rigged on the fast track to get to win. And the Canadians have to put up with this. You know, a guy wins the best looking, the best looking uh, woman in Canada is a, is a male. I mean, it's a, somewhat culturally uh, insensitive. Uh, but she's a good looking woman and, uh, yeah, I do her Canadians, uh, the Canadians, uh, you know, they could live with it. They're pretty low key. We don't get any, we haven't gotten very few donations from Canada. Maybe this, uh, yeah, what's going on with that? Maybe this will help. Maybe we can ride on Donald Trump's coattails. Yeah. Might work. (laughs) Maybe we can ride it out. Uh, another piece of uh, legislation I read for y'all, um, some people have noticed this. I actually saw a posting on Dvorak.org slash blog. Um, the, this is House Resolution 3523, uh, which has a short title. You may cite it as the Cyber Intelligence Sharing and Protection Act of 2011. And I think people are incorrectly saying this is the next SOPA PIPA. Uh, it's not. It is actually horror. It's a horrible piece of legislation, but it is not that. Um, and and I recognize this legislation because we've seen this in something else. I just can't remember what because this is the same. I think maybe it was in the NDAA actually, where we saw this initially, where you'll have um, certified um, cybersecurity providers in the private sector. And if you read this bill, uh, which, of course, is in the show notes, 397.nashownotes.com, marked up for your convenience, um, it has some definitions here. Um, well, for one thing, this bill uh, reminds me of the, of the thing in Arizona, because it also... Uh, well, not really. It doesn't well, really, because this is about sharing. What they're saying is... If you are a cybersecurity provider in the in the private sector, now this could be an ISP, uh, this could be McAfee, uh, AVG, it could be any vir- virus protection company, uh, it could be any number of things, right? 
um, then you are indemnified. I'm sure this was in the NDAA. You are indemnified from sharing this information with the federal government. And the only thing the federal government can't do with the information it, or you as a cybersecurity provider is use it uh, f- as a, for a competitive advantage. Uh, so basically, it is encouraging everyone to snoop on you and then hand it over to the government. And if shared with the federal government, you are then exempt from disclosure under Section 552 of Title V, United States Code, um, uh, which I looked up as well. Now, this is kind of stuff you, get, you might want to do on your own uh, just to look into it. Um, but it, it's really not anything other than more closing down, clamping down, snooping on our stuff and giving little brown shirt Nazis the right to do it. So I'm not quite sure where people are, why people are calling it, you know, the follow-on to uh, to SOPA. But there's nothing in here about necess- Well, no, this I, is more more like something you'd have in Cuba, or the or the United Kingdom. I, I saw oh, you the, yeah, the latest United Kingdom thing. I saw you guys on on Twit do the thing about April Fool's jokes, and Leo said, "Hey, is this an April Fool's joke?" And it's like, no, it's actually true. Yeah, he and, I, he he falls for the April Fool's jokes. That are jokes, and then he sees something like this is like too ridiculous to be real. And it turns out <clears throat> that this is already. Why don't you explain what it is to people okay. who don't know? Right. So um, what it is now is all ISPs, everybody in the internet infrastructure, uh, along with cell phones, you name it, uh, now by law is tracking what you're doing in the United Kingdom. What's interesting is that this was actually set up as a pilot program in the previous uh, government in the United Kingdom, Gitmo Nation East. And that pilot program, and, you know, everyone was outraged, oh, we can't do it. But it actually, it, it went through, it got funded. For, I think like three billion pounds. They funded it. They set everything up. And now they're just saying, uh, now it's okay to do it. So it's not like it's still going to happen. It's been ongoing for several years you can find all that in the show notes. Um, so this has been happening only now. You know, I guess this is the way they do it. Now it's just like, oh, okay, now it's okay to do it. And so uh, what, what we've been doing for the past couple of years is now, uh, is now uh, legal. And, uh, yeah, well, people say they have nothing to hide. It was either JC or somebody else that asked the, the rhetorical question uh, about you know this attack. You know they're 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 essentially taking all access to all our personal correspondence, telephone calls, and everything, and putting them in, you know, the giant database to be searched at will. And the question, the rhetorical question was: Is this perhaps the reason that there is this weird, almost crazy attack on the U.S. Postal Service? Because if we can get rid of them, that's our last point of protection because there's serious laws about tampering with the mail, looking at your mail, opening right, your mail. Right. Right. Interesting. Yeah, I thought so. Maybe we should just start recording the show on mailing it to everybody on CD. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's yeah. the way to go, actually. <laughs> Mail it to them. It's just a thought. We're mailing it in. Some people say we're doing that already. Donating to no agenda. Imagine all the people who could do that. Oh, yeah, that'd be fab. Yeah, on no agenda. Now via mail. In the morning. 
so it in. we got a lot to do today. I had another audition, but I don't think that's going to happen today. You just want to know what the audition was for? What? Samsung refrigerators. Wow. Yeah, that's a big one. It's a big one, but we can't do it because we have a lot of, uh, we got we good have a donate. lot of, because the $60 thing kicked in. Whoa. Did it ever. So, uh, Why couldn't you be older? Why couldn't you just say you were 70? It would have been much better. I had to no, wait 10 years for that, year. for that Benny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, okay. Let's see what we, we have a lot of, you see, it's no good. Lo- Cause when I turned 48, uh, yeah. in September, Big it's deal. Yeah. Like whoop, <laughs> whoop de do. Well, 50 would be probably good, but. Yeah, well, who knows? Who knows if we'll be around? Uh, Glenn Riccio in uh, Parts Unknown, $153. John M., here's $60 for John's birthday on the 5th and 43 for my birthday on the 6th, with with 50 added for the value of the value in entertainment media assassination. Please send out some Fight the Cancer Karma for all those who need it. Added below is my knighthood accounting. Yes, and he shall be knighted. That's right. Hate the cancer. You've got karma. Uh, add Heisterman's. Add uh, Heisterman's in Cham. In Cham. I don't have a note from him, but it's $129, I and I, I'll look it up and uh, see what we got. Joseph Wagner in Emeryville, I'm up the street. Uh, $120. Happy 60th, John. This is a double shot from your friends Joe and Beth down the hill in Emeryville. Hey, I'm waving to them right now. They can actually see my house. Uh, Nichelle Moore in Nightdale, North Carolina, $100. Uh, sorry to use PayPal for my donation, but I'm on the road, and there's the fastest way to send a payment. Thanks for all you do. Nichelle, North Carolina. William Langford in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, $100. Happy birthday, John. Last karma for my VA exam worked. Hey, now. They said I could live three more months. <laughs> what? Jeez. what? I have stage four cancer, and the VA can't figure out why I'm still sucking air and costing them money. Need karma for a move into the woods. I'm going to give you uh, that and another three-month uh, life karma, if you don't mind. I'd like to keep you around, my friend. You've got karma. Wow. Three more months. Can you imagine that? Can you fucking imagine that? Uh, no. No. Richard Nossel in Huntersville, North Carolina. We got a lot of North Carolinians today. $99.99, so we had no agenda karma while driving home on a two-lane highway in North Carolina. I slowed down to help my wife bring up no agenda. A van crossed over the line and almost hit us head on. No agenda is a lifesaver. Well, that's pretty. Now that <laughs> that's is awesome. Karma. Yeah, that's a karma right there. That's a karma story. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, hold on a second. Let me get this thing. Let me slow, slow down. Whoa! Jeez, we've been See? killed if we had that's not right. done, listened to no agenda. Yeah. Which is kind of a thematic thing if you think about it. Uh, you can get killed if you don't listen to No Agenda. <laughs> Trevor Chapman, Brampton, Ontario, seventy-five thirteen. Thanks for the greatest podcast in the universe. And keep the deconstructions coming. Please send me a shot of house selling karma. We already bought our new house and need our house to sell to make the mortgage payments. Happiest sixtieth, John. Yeah, absolutely. Selling the house karma. You've got karma. Julian Erickson, Chicago, Illinois, sixty nine ninety nine. Uh, thank you for the best podcast in the universe. Happy birthday, John. Uh, I've been a starving entrepreneur the last 11 months with no income, but now I have to go back to corporate work. I've been a boner for far too long, so asking for the following, de-douching and a new job, Karma. I have a final interview with an amazing tech company on my way to knighthood before the world ends. Call out to Melissa and Christian as douchebags. Douchebag. With love. I turned them on to the show years ago, and I'm honored to drop a douche on them. 
That's a good one. Right. Keep propagating the media assassination. So he needs a... Um, Dedouching and a karma. Yeah. You've been deduced. You've got karma. I've got all these crazy little flies here. There must be a dead body nearby or something. Oh, uh, you got gnats. Yeah. Problem in Texas. So... Sixty nine ninety nine. Well, I guess that maybe it's going to end our our run of sixty nine sixty nines. Yap hood. Yap hailhut. Yap hailhut. 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 No hailhut. Hailhut. <laughs> In Wissenkerk. Wissenkerke. Which is the the what the Wissen is mean? What does Wissen mean? Erased. The the the, the missing church. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Very good. 6978. I'm sure uh, that's what it means. Yeah, the church was once there and then just missing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I did send a birthday donation on the 34th of my brother, the real Eric in Hanswest. Hanswest. Hanswest <laughs> in the Netherlands. It is a little town known for its crop circles in the area in the, of, in the past. I've been a listener for some time now and getting him to listen to the greatest podcast in the universe was the best gift I could ever give, and this saved me some money, a birthday present. So US 6978, I have just sent you guys. Uh, those are the years of our birth, 69 and 78. I would like to give some wood-removing karma on behalf of our old man, a well-known Dutch ninja trainer, because the local government is trying to find him 25,000 euros because he has too much wood in his yard. Oh, <laughs> Wow. So he needs a karma shot. I thought it was something else, but yes, wood-removing karma. I got it. You've got karma. I thought the guy had, like, overdone his Viagra or something. Ryan Burgett comes in and from Seattle, Washington, our new 6969 donor. So we go. Uh, without comment. There might be a note in the email. Let me just take a quick look. All right. Then I'll do uh, Trent Smith. Hey, guys. Also 6969. Oh, two. Trent Drake from Perth, Australia, as a dedicated listener for Our the first time town. donor. I'm in desperate need of a two-to-the-head de-douching. I got my brother Carl Drake hooked on the show a short time ago by making him listen to the Pipeline episode. He's now trying to catch up to the current episode, so I'd like a, de- a douchebag call-out for him to hear when he reaches this episode. As I can almost guarantee, he still won't have donated. Adam, if you have a slow news week, uh, I'd love if you could play the Lucifer clip I sent you a few weeks ago. The email subject line was interview Lucifer interview with Australian comedy duo. And we don't have time uh, today, unfortunately. Uh, but I, on Sunday. But I will do a douchebag two to the head de-douching. I think that's kind of what we're looking for. So uh, douchebag. You've been de-douched. There we go. That's one way of doing it. Sir GQ in Fort Meade, Maryland. Another one, 6969. I guess it'll probably be the end of it. Uh, Sir GQ here. out. Uh, call out Taylor, Terry, Joel, Tallman, and Chris Ellis as true believers, but non-donating douchebags. Douchebag. Also, he wants a div- maestro J.C. Dvorak slide whistle karma for Taylor and I. Thanks, gents. Don't mention location. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You thought, yeah, way to go there, birthday boy. Uh, Jonathan Senor, uh, sixty-nine, sixty-nine. No comment. Uh, well, I guess it's, it keeps on coming. I don't see how we can have any more. Oh yeah, Damian Taman in Perth. Didn't you just mention him? No. How many Perth people do we have? 
69.69 again. That was Trent from uh, Perth is a hotbed of no agenda listenership. Apparently, probably too late, but give Johnson getting laid karma for his birthday. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, last batch of 69.69 karma worked very well. Uh, please tell all those ass clowns out there that don't donate to go to Dvorak.org slash NA and donate. Okay, we'll give me some karma. Get laid karma. You've got karma. karma. Uh, Christopher, I'm sorry, Bonnie Cro- uh, Creswell, I guess. Bonnie Creswell in Sydney, New South Wales. 16. We've got a lot of Aussies today. 69, 69 in the morning. You guys, just a small note no, to say. No, 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 it's 60, 69. No, uh, here it says 69, 69. I have 60, 69. For Bonnie Creswell. Oh, I'm sorry, for Bonnie, no, my mistake. I'm wrong. In the morning to you guys, just a note to say thank you for the karma shot. It worked like a dream. The auction was a total flop, no real bidder, so we managed to get the house of our dreams for a great price. Awesome. So they went to a house auction and bought the thing for nothing. Huh, huh. no bidders. Huh. In appreciation, can I please request a Hey Citizen Karma shot to you both to help keep the show pulling in the dollars? Yeah, well then let me uh, let me do a, a new Hey Citizen. We got, uh, let's, let's do the harpsichord. That might sound good with, uh, with some cards. Yes, citizen, you may return to your harpsichord. You've got karma. Kind of got it in the groove, even. That was good. That was it was very good. tight. <laughs> A tight and uh, musical. <laughs> Christopher Malmy and Cherry Valley, Massachusetts. $60.69. In the morning, happy birthday, John. Listen for years, but I've not donated for a while. Now that I have a job that pays the bills plus some, I want to start sharing again. And I want to ring. Please mention the cutoff date. 2013. Thank you for everything you guys do. Mainstream media and talk radio have always been pathetic. Now when I'm stuck listening to the news between weather and traffic, I pick out the memes and distractions of the week. It's great. Please throw me a de-douching karma. No, that is, it is true that it's fun to do. Once, you know, yeah, you've kind you of followed along and great. you get the hang of it, then you do it all the time. You just got to be careful with other people in your household. It can get quite annoying. Well, also I would remind people that, that <laughs> the really good guy, the real good propagandist can still slip it by you. Right. And uh, just be careful. Just be careful because it can result in divorce and all kinds of weird stuff. You've been de-douched. You've got karma. Uh, Peter Chizuski in Kirkland, uh, Washington. I hope I got that straight. Uh, $60.69. All the best, John. They say 60 is the new 40. Yeah, that makes me 15. <laughs> well, Jonathan uh, Doty. Or I think that would be Dottie. Dottie? Could be Dottie. Could be Dottie. I think Dottie, though. Dottie. Dottie. <laughs> Duty. In Alpharetta, Georgia, $60. John and Adam, happy birthday, John. Please give a karma shot to my coworker, Shay Marshall, who bought me a slide whistle. All right. <laughs> Yay. You guys should get together and jam. <laughs> <laughs> You've got karma. Can you imagine that? A slide whistle jam? Yeah, I'm sure. You know, you know, I, I got to say, John, I think I think that should just be our thing. It should be a no. I mean, you can get a slide whistle on the cheap, right? I mean, a cheap ass. It's not like 
you need the really expensive one to be able to play as well as well, you do. Well, the really do. expensive one is cheap. That's the point. <laughs> what is the, how much is a really expensive slide whistle? They're like 12 to $15. No. Come on. Like, Is that an orchestral approved? Yeah, the, the one I have is an orchestral. Really? Well, I could be wrong. I might, it might be 25 bucks, I but think it's, not, just it's where, not the cost of a, it doesn't, it's not like a horn. It's not like a saxophone. I'm going to order one It's just one a right slide now. whistle, you know? But what's it not made of? What's it made of? Rhino horn? No, it's, this is made out of, it looks like a, a chrome. It's chrome steel. Really? I'm, let me just look one up here on Amazon. Let me see. I think the one you want. What is, this is a Grover? Is it a Grover trophy slide whistle? Oh, I, 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 if I see it, I can recognize it's 945. Uh, that, that one, there's a honer, but that's a kid's puppy slide flute whistle. No, no, you want the big one. <laughs> it's like you're blowing on a dog's head. Um, I think this is the one. What did you, does yours have a brand? Uh, yeah, I had the brand in the box. I can tell you what, it's a, uh. It should say it on the side, isn't it? Engraved or something? No, it's a, not. That's a, it's just all chrome. It's a American beautiful. plating and manufacturing. Yeah, that's it. That's the one. Ten dollars and five cents. Hold on a second. I'm I'm buying it. American plating. American plating. I'm buying it. So right when now. you get the boxes, like this, these boxes were printed in the late twenties. I think they're still selling from their original manufacturing supply. Because people, you know, I, I hate to say this. I know it's kind of a pathetic indictment on the American culture, but nobody's buying slide whistles anymore. So this one is new from Musical Instrument Haven, $10.05 with $4.70 shipping. Wait, I don't have premium? What is it called? Amazon Prime? Prime. Let's see. There we Here's go. A trophy slide, trophy metal slide whistle for 9 bucks. I think, uh, you know, I'm just going to get one right Amazon's now. Amazon's base price for the thing, and it's the same one. Is 9 uh, bucks. It's nine forty five. Yeah, it's 9 bucks. Plus some shipping. Hey, yeah, so under fifteen bucks are good to go. Well, I think the high schools should think about this as maybe giving to, to the music departments part, that they're cutting back on part of the Just curriculum. All slide whistle. Part of the curriculum. The all slide whistle marching <laughs> band. Now that would be something I'd go to see. So I'm just going to do standard shipping. Hey, I guess you don't. I, I can't buy this on Prime for some reason. And I'm going to share this item now on Twitter. Hold on. I'm going to share. I just bought. I just bought. You're going to love it. <laughs> Tweet this item. Tweet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Okay. Ready? I'm going to tweet it right now. Perfect. Okay. Number Did good. you send uh, Dodie a, uh, a karma shot? Yeah, here, just in case I didn't. Here it comes. You've got karma. How do I get rid of these gnats? Just the Shea Marshall. Shea is in Shea Guevara Marshall. What? Who, uh, I got the wrong one? You bought the wrong one? Oh, you sold hey, American manufacturing. You can cancel your order. You can cancel your order. Just go to the cancel no, order. No, you know thing. what? I, I, I just I want to have this one. I liked it better. It said American on it, so I'll take that. And everyone should get a slide whistle. It'll be the no new agenda thing. All right, so we have the a bunch no of sixty dollars donations to celebrate yes. my uh, my on. birthday, my official sixtieth birthday, and um, I want to just read the, some of the names that we do. The comments are minor; there's not too many. Uh, Edward Bertoisen, Bertoisen, Berthausen, Berthausen in Amsterdam, Simon Smith in Middleborough, Cleveland, Middleborough, Cleveland. 
Matthew Payton, Sir Matthew Payton, Verona, Wisconsin. Mark uh, Magpayo, 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 Cerritos, California. Tom Schuring, Wheeler's Hill, Victoria. Mark Fusco, also a character in the uh, Persons of Interest show, Fusco. San Antonio, Texas, right up the street from you. Sir Thomas Nussbaum in Virginia Beach, Virginia. And that's also from St. Uh, Saint Nicole. St. Saint Nicole also mm-hmm. kicked in on that. I'm changing her subscription uh, to something better. John Johnson Jr., Troy, New York. Astrid Klein, Dame Astrid oh. uh, in Tokyo. Unbelievable. So nice. Idea. So sweet. Yeah, she had a nice note, which we'll... Uh, Come on, man. Moving on. I got... I got John Schumann, Sir here. John Schumann, Sir Sam Lung, Steve Sims, Rodney Staben, he's up the street from you, Zach Jude, James Mann in Ringgold, Louisiana. And I got to scroll down. John Snyder, oh, Sir John Snyder, Chicago. Yeah, he has a note. I feel bad. It's been almost a year since I donated. I've been stuck working for less than minimum wage alongside a bunch of illegals. Luckily, the government has decided to give this the money back it stole from me last year. <laughs> I don't buy into the hippy dippy karma, so <laughs> so can I get an in the morning for my Hispanic brothers and sisters? Hell yeah! There you go, Martin Olson, Sun Prairie, Wisconsin. Edward Napple is it beating Napple N A P L and Croydon, Victoria. Samantha Esposito in Stockton. She wants to wish a happy birthday. Also creating the best podcast in the universe. She should send some karma to her. Husband Joe, Sir Joe, the dish slave, and our family would be greatly appreciated, of course. You've got karma. There's a lot of people. This is a long list. I'm really appreciative. Mark Cable, Robertson, East Sussex, uh, James Ellsworth, Honolulu, Kelby Koenig in Grover, Colorado, L.C. Garling Jewelry in Sunnyside, New York. Joe, uh, the dish slave, also, 60 bucks, who mentions... I uh, took it, uh, our advice and registered a better domain for his podcast, OzoneNightmare.com. Please put the donation toward his wife's damehood. Pretty good. And, and again, says, a get also, well karma shot for his friend's, uh, his friend Orlando's mom, who got T-boned by a bunch of drunk teenagers last weekend. Well, that stinks. Yeah, it totally does. You've got karma. Matthew Wittering, Bedford. Jeremy Ratcliffe, Nelson B.C., Morton Kiernan, I have oh, Copenhagen. Uh, that's interesting. Jason Hoffman, APOAE, is a military base. Borislav, Sir Marinoff, and Aliso Viejo. Sir Black Knight, Era Dedarian, Trabuco Canyon. Uh, Emmanuel Lossier, Chad Pickles, Picklesimmer, Picklesimmer, and, and also in North Carolina. These North Carolinians are coming in. Christopher Gray, Palm Bay, Florida, Elliot Gardner, York, Pennsylvania, Dame Francine Hardaway, Half Moon Bay, Eric Thorson, Bergen, Hordeland. Where is that? Michael Nisler, Petaluma, Robert Gold, Toronto, Ontario, Joseph Jones, Redmond, Washington, Zachary Thurston, Bountiful, Utah, Kevin Webb, Carrollton, Texas, Black Knight, Vernon White, Pearl Land, Texas. A lot of Texans. Well, Internet duh. Inc. Mad Manhattan, Kansas. Ivini, Iv, 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 uh, I think Kovalev in New York. Uh, Sir Michael Miller, Tiburon, Laurie Swim, Marysville, Kansas. David Borg, Melbourne, Victoria. 
James Murray, Huntington Beach, California. <laughs> John Opper. I uh, really, it's an amazing group. John Opper in, I'm just scrolling him off, Osteen, Florida. And then we go to, whoops, let me get this thing straight. There we go. Uh, now we, that was it. That's my, all the people thanking me for. No, uh, it's not. I, I have a few oh, more. Oh, there's more. Tanya, Dame Tanya, big happy 60th to John, Andrew Gardner, uh, happy birthday, uh, happy birthday, uh, Ted in Vancouver. Here are 60 slave bucks for John's 60th birthday. Been listening for you a few months. Decided to donate thanks to Adam's IRS code 199 tax tip. What was that? I run. A, I don't know, but he runs a local ISV sweatshop and can probably use whatever argument Microsoft is using to qualify something to do with business. I will alert my CPA, Patsy, to this corporate loophole and hope everything pans out. If it does, I'll oh, fire Oh, no, that was, the, that was a 9% deduction that the oil companies... Oh, right, that crazy uh, 9% deduction. Oh, interesting. You didn't take He's advantage of that? I guess we should look at it. Mm. I'm requesting some get laid karma and a slide whistle from John that I can use as a notification sound on my mobile device. Let me just do that first in the karma. Ready? Oh, sorry. Yeah. You've got <laughs> karma. That totally sucked. Okay. <laughs> Frank Van Son and Tilburg uh, somewhere. Tilburg, I Holland. Yeah. Holland, okay. Two small favors. Karma shot for his daughter for a battle to heal, heal from anorexia. Plug for his website, 3gone, with number 3gonetravel.com. Mm-hmm. Keep it the good work. You've got karma. Eat. Uh, take it from here, and I'll have to look something up. My goodness. Uh, Bill Gress, Ypsilanti, Michigan. This is not a donation. This is a digital cash exchange for the informational equivalent of Reardon Metal. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing like a little... Uh... By Ayn Rand. Jeffrey Anderson, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. In the morning, John Adam, I have now settled in Gitmo Nation. Steel City have embarked upon my second career. I've come up with a donation club. Since you both know all about the second careers, and many of our listeners do too, I propose a certain donation amount for those who are seeking to jump to a second career. Since we hear so many people donating in trying to change jobs or careers, I found it fitting to choose 50-50 for myself. Could I get a Huntsman Karma for continued success in adjusting to a new career? Finally, I have a term for the artificial reality the media portrays that I would like uh, you to have free of charge. I always called it pop reality. So I'm going to give you a Huntsman Karma. You've got karma. And let me mention, we also have Alan Levine for Congress Committee, who gave us $50, first of many donations, he hopes. He's running for uh, Congress in Georgia, in some, I think he's running in the primaries, and he says, I've chatted with him, actually, and he says that he'll be the inside guy in Congress if he gets in for no agenda. Yeah, cool. So, uh, and can, you, can you just imagine on C-SPAN, and like, uh... The distinguished gentleman from Georgia has five minutes, and you're like, in the morning! <laughs> anyway, you can go to his website, Alan Lev- Levine, L-A-L, this is a tough one, he should have shortened his name, it's A-L-L-A-N-L-E-V-E-N-E for congress.com, so. How do I get rid of these nets? Uh, anyway, let me name, we have a few $50 ones left, and let's say we'll be done. Sir Adam Kolb in Menasha, Wisconsin. Alan Haverson, Gravenhurst, Andrew, Ontario. Andrew Haverson. What I, I said, Alan? Yeah. Andrew Haverson, sorry. Uh, Sir Christopher Lawton in Dartmouth, Massachusetts. 
Philip Meeson in Welsh Pool Pows, UK. Uh, Robin Dearden, Black Knight Robin, Hoboken, New Jersey. And that concludes our very generous uh, uh, donation segment. Yeah, you know, uh, thanks you, you thanks know, to my birthday. Yeah, you know that uh, we'll have nothing on Sunday. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, Sundays. If anybody wants to get a really a cheap executive producership, Sunday's your day. Yeah. org slash N-A. It's your birthday, birthday, I've got gnats on no agenda. Let's see, Mary Nicole says happy birthday to her son, uh, Matt. Linda Nguyen, Nguyen, N-G-U-Y-E-N, says happy birthday to her husband, Fox Fern, turns 30th on the 6th, that's tomorrow. Glenn Riccio congratulates himself, celebrating tomorrow as well. Yap Hailhoots. Brother, the real Eric turns 34. Happy birthday, and everybody else. What does that mean? Is it Buzz? Oh, just a Buzzkill. Everybody else says happy birthday to John C. Dvorak. 60. <laughs> happy birthday. Did you get a card, John? Did you get a card? <laughs> Did you get a card? Actually, I got it. Yeah. I got a card, uh, 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 the one card that was kind of cool was sent from uh, Baron von Pelsmach. Oh, that's was, I got, I got I, these gnats are crazy. What's okay, going I'll on? I'll tell you what you're going to have to do what? before we finish this segment. What? You're going to have to go online and buy one of these UV uh, zappers. There's a, there's a, well, you can buy an electric zapper, but then they're always making noise. The, the best device I've ever found is a, it's a UV attractant, so it's a UV light, and there's a little fan behind the light bulb, and there's a you keep a pool of soapy water and the bu- the bugs come toward the uh, light and then the fan blows them into the water before they have a chance to adjust to the, the this stream of air and they all drown and, and you end up with a bucket full of uh, dead bugs that is easily disposed and uh, they'll get all the gnats out of the room. It's also good for mosquitoes. Let me see. Okay. By the way, I w- there's a few uh, things at the post office box. I'll thank those people on Sunday because uh, I, I think there's a few li- uh, late uh, $60 donations because we, we do the thing. At, we download the data at midnight. And I'm, it's a good thing we did today because it took – I downloaded it at midnight, and it took four hours. Hey, these things are expensive, man, 99 bucks. Yeah, they're worth every penny. Really? Yes. That's very expensive. You'll have like, you have a situation where you have a mosquito in the house and you can't catch him. He's biting everybody. You put that thing out, he's done. He's done. Well, this is an expensive item. Yeah. But, but these gnats are like in my studio. It's like crazy. What you, am I going to do? I'm telling you, if you don't get that item, you're not going to get rid of those things. I mean, they'll die, but, you know, there'll be bugs and you have bugs in your equipment. <sighs> Okay, uh, I'll order one. All right, oh, man, let's move on. We got a... Uh, how's your sword? Here. Oh, okay, good, you got it. Well, looks like people are really getting in on uh, obtaining their night rings before uh, the night rings go away. Knighthoods will remain, of course, after the end of this year, if we remain as a humanity. So please step forward, Brett Lamont, Matt Nicole... Kent O'Rourke and Glenn Riccio. You are all knights of the Noah Jenner Roundtable. Let me slam that sword around you, Sir Brett, Sir Matt, Sir Kent, and Sir Glenn. 
Come on over for your hookers and blow, your rent boys and chardonnay, your hot pants and booze, or your wenches and beer. And thank you so much for supporting the No Agenda program. Uh, this was uh, an outstanding uh, episode for us. Um, a lot of it, of course, thanks to uh, John's birthday. Uh, so it was good. So if we can just keep this going, the older he gets, the better we'll do. And uh, <laughs> and that is, hey. yeah, now it's, hi- it's highly, highly, highly appreciated. Uh, I know for the people on the live stream, uh, I, uh, we hope we made some of it entertaining. Ow, oh, this is on my screen now. Yeah, you've got gnats. <sighs> this is org slash N-A. I got gnats. You got gnats. All right, finally, I'm back to that. I can talk about something here. Um, this is a video that has been going around the circles that I um, often travel in. Crackpot. This is a video from the Pentagon. Have you seen this? Are you familiar with the FunVax? No. The FunVax. The FunVax. FunVax, F-U-N-V-A-X. Yeah, don't Google it just yet. Don't Google it yet. Promise me. No, I'm not going to Google. I'm listen. This was a presentation at the Pentagon in 2005. I'm not sure if this video got declassified now or why it's circling now or what the deal is. A lot of people writing about it. This is a vaccine that will remove the fundamentalism portion of your brain. So you uh, don't become a jihadist or suicide bomber. And this is a part of the presentation. You'll hear the speaker and there's, a, there's maybe, uh, in the room, maybe 10 or 15. You're Googling, aren't you? No, I, I am not smell Googling. It. I guarantee it. I'm writing down the possible title for the show, Fun Facts. <laughs> Fun Facts. Um, and he's presenting. He's got a PowerPoint up, and he's got CAT scans and everything. That uh, is fun, not fund. No, fun. Fun Facts, okay. F-U-N, which, is, of course, is they always love having these cute little names. So it's fun to vaccinate people. We're going to hear how they're going to to do it, what they can use it for. And there's a guy in the in the audience asking some good questions. Have a listen. Excuse me. On the left over here, we have individuals who are religious fun, fundamentalists, religious fanatics, and this is the expression uh, RT PCR, real time PCR uh, expression of the VMAT2 gene. Over here, we have individuals. So 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 let let me complete. So over here. We have uh, individuals who are not particularly uh, fundamentalists, not particularly religious, and you can see there's a, a much reduced uh, expression of, of this particular gene, the, the VMAT2 uh, gene. Uh, another evidence that, that supports our, our hypothesis for the development of, of, of this um, approach. So he's just shown uh, two different brain scans, CAT scans, uh, about this gene that apparently exists, and if you have this, which Undoubtedly, if they did a CAT scan of me, I've got it, I'm sure, even though I'm not a fundamentalist uh, jihadist. Um, so the hypothesis is we can develop a vaccine for this, and we have. Uh, what you, what you see here is by, by, by spreading this virus, we're going to eliminate individuals from donning on a bomb vest and going into a market and blowing up the market. So our, our hypothesis is that these are fanatical people, uh, that they have overexpression of the VMAT2 gene and that by vaccinating them against this will eliminate this behavior. Now listen to this. The guy asked, how are we going to do this? So, so um, the, the data that I'm presenting here uh, supports uh, the, the concept that, that we're proposing. Uh, and I think that uh, we would not propose to do uh, CT scans or 
fMRIs on, on individuals out in the hinterlands of, of Afghanistan. The virus would immunize against this VMAT2 gene, and that would, would have the effect that you see here, which is it's essentially to turn a fanatic into a, a, a normal person. And we think that will have major effects in the Middle East. How would you suggest that this is going to be dispersed, aerosol? I don't know if you could hear that. He says, how do you suggest this is dispersed, aerosol? Well, so, so the, the present uh, plan and the tests that we've done so far um, have used uh, uh, respiratory viruses, uh, such as flu or, or uh, rhinoviruses. And uh, we believe that that's a satisfactory way to get the exposure of the largest uh, part of the population. Most of us, of course, have, ha have been exposed to both of those viruses. And, and we're, we're quite confident that, that this will be a, a, a very successful uh, approach. This is fascinating. What's the name of this proposal? Yeah, so, so the name of this project is FunVax, which is the <laughs> vaccine for religious fundamentalism. And you have a proposal already? The proposal uh, has just been submitted, and I think that the data that I have shown you today would, would support uh, the, the development of, of this project, and we think it has great promise. So without looking anything up and... and Is it a hoax? You know, immediately, I want to say it's an April Fool's That's gag, what I thought, too, obviously. But... Uh, and the and one of the reasons I'd say that, besides the guy sounds like he's pulling one, is they uh, is that this is not a vaccine. This is gene therapy, right? But they want to distribute it via aerosol vaccination. Yeah, well, it's uh, gene therapy done that way. It's not possible. So mm -hmm. this whole thing is bull crap. No, he said vaccine like a flu vaccine. You 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 can't inject it. You can't inject the gene therapy. Well, I thought he was going to do... No, the guy says how you distribute aerosol. He says, no, uh, everyone has uh, the flu, so we have the flu vaccines. Everyone's used to that. So that's the way I understood it, at least, is it would be no, distributed. I didn't understand in... it that way. But, oh, wait, go on and finish, oh, finish that's it. me that, off. That's, that's the clip. And, uh, I and what tend... happens when I look it up on Google? I don't know. What do you see? I don't know. I'm going to see. It's going to be... Do I get Rick rolled? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, it's not. I don't think it's a joke. I'm waiting to get Rick rolled. No, I don't think it's a joke. I, I, I think it's it's the real deal. And again, <laughs> removing the God gene. Do you I've have heard it? about the God gene before? That's that has been around. Uh, leaked briefing, 2009, June 13, 2011. So the dates don't match an April Fool's gag. No, no, but this is from 2005. Yeah, supposedly. Yeah, well, you know. Well, I didn't see it in 2005 when I was, I mean, you know, these you never know about these dates. Uh, huh. Yeah, I don't see. Why, why would, what was the point of me not looking it up? Well, because I, I wanted to play the whole thing before you go, uh, you know, just, I just wanted to have the whole thing out. There was no other reason than just don't okay, look okay, it up I'm yet. Just trying to hide some facts. No, I'm not trying to hide any fact. I mean, if the problem, of course, with Google is you get all these sites that are totally buying into it. And, you know, I want to, I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it I sounds very that. plausible to me. They do fun vac. Let me do a different search. Fun vac hoax. There you go. That's what you want to do. Try Funvax hoax. <laughs> no, I can't find anything yet. No. So it may be true. <laughs> may be true. Yeah, maybe. These guys are nuts. <laughs> if <they're> true, <laughs> what are they doing? That's kind of what I thought.
most of the people blowing stuff up are stupid kids that are talked into it by some older, cynical old fart. Mm. Hey, you know, you're, you're, we're going to pay your family off. A couple, you know, they get, they, for one thing, it's a bunch of money goes to the family. Mm-hmm. And you're doing the family a favor. There's too many kids in the family anyway. We want you to blow yourself up. You'll go to heaven with, with a bunch of virgins, even though you're a virgin and don't know what to do. Uh, so, okay. Boom. Anyway, so I don't think this would help change that one iota. No agenda. Pipeline Viva. Pipeline fever. Israel, Pipeline fever. Israel and Greece this uh, week with the U.S. Sixth Fleet also participating. Joint naval drill, which includes simulation of attack on offshore natural gas platforms. Hello. And <laughs> the significance of that is that several Israeli firms are now bidding for the purchase of of the Greek state assets, which includes the natural gas company DEPA. So uh, the Israelis are in now. They're figuring out that's probably a good idea to, to jump in. Well, they have a little more control of it. Yeah, I think that's pretty good. Um, what else? Uh, well, Mali, there was another little blurb there. Uh, science is in. Al-Qaeda gained ground in troubled Mali. Hey, finally we got Al-Qaeda in. That's good. So now we can go and buy, send the drones, send the drones over to Mali. Perfect. Gaining ground. Yeah, it, it becomes. Just make this stuff up as they go along. It becomes also incredibly obvious. India, and this kind of is a callback to, you know, the guy that India wants for the Mumbai attacks. Maybe we're trying to suck up to India. The, India is inviting Southern Sudan, South Sudan President Salva Kiir Mayardit and his petroleum minister, and offering to build a pipeline for evacuating its crude oil either to Kenya or Djibouti. Ah, Djibouti. (laughs) Where we have a beautiful drone base. There's nothing like Djibouti. I I need a t-shirt that says, I love your Djibouti or something like that. Or look, look at her. I love Djibouti. I love Djibouti. I love Djibouti. That's it. Just, I love Djibouti. Uh, and, and then have a drone. You have to, whoever's going to design this, you have to say that and bold thing and then have a drone yeah. flying. No, of course. Other, otherwise, it's no good. And then we had uh, the big uh, friends of the Syrian people. There has been a rebranding, although it's, the media has not caught on to it. They still talk about the friends of Syria. But if you looked at Lucifer out there with uh, with her um, uh, speech in uh, where was she? It was in uh, was it in Istanbul? No, to, yeah, I think it was in Istanbul, wasn't it? I don't know. Yeah. She's, every day she's speaking somewhere. Well, it, here's what was kind of interesting. So um, she comes out, and yeah, she was in Turkey, and. Although there's not a lot of good video on this. She says, there's no clear path. We know that a nuclear-armed Iran will be incredibly destabilizing because this, you know, this obviously fits right into, uh, into Syria because Iran has now asked for a meeting. And uh, the high priestess, uh, Kathy Ashton, Baroness Kathy, she's setting up the meeting. And the Iranians, they're pretty funny. They have suggested, they've suggested Damascus as a place for the meeting. 
<laughs> so I gotta, that's Syria, for those of you who don't know. But that was pretty funny. So yeah, we can do Iraq, we can do Baghdad, or we can do Damascus. Uh, your choice. So they're trying to figure out where to do the meeting, but that is the, uh, it is not the Hillary Clippity Clops uh, job to do that. It is uh, Kathy Ashton, who is, they're of course great friends, the two of them. So we're going to have to see how that uh, winds up. And then meanwhile, uh, what has now been decided is the following for Syria. Fighting continues in homes, according to this unverified footage. Activists claim... By the way, they've got journalists. Why is it always unverified? I mean, is it just to cover your ass saying that it's fake? I'm really tired of it. Verify your footage. Be a real news organization. Everybody needs to stop... We can't verify this footage. Especially in this day and age when every guy with a camcorder could be taking pictures anywhere. We've got satellites. And sending it in with a hokey cock and bull story about where it came from and then them buying it. Yeah, and and we... Why don't they put some boots on the ground? Well, it's funny you ask. Syrian troops are trying to weaken rebel forces ahead of a ceasefire deadline next week. An advanced team from the UN peacekeeping department... Ah, an advanced team from the UN... Peacekeeping department. Oh, nothing worse than peacekeepers. Peace. Those are the guys with blue helmets and big guns. Is expected in Damascus within 48 hours to discuss deployment of observers to monitor the much-promised truce. As part of Kofi Annan's plan, 200 peacekeepers are hoping to go to Syria, although that will require a Security Council resolution. And on past efforts, that won't be easy. Let's bring in Rice. Security Council has been shamefully and woefully divided on the issue uh, of Syria and unable uh, to adopt uh, resolutions that even would entail uh, relatively modest action. Meanwhile, the chief of the International Red Cross has been in the Syrian capital to secure agreement on implementing a daily two-hour pause in attacks to provide humanitarian assistance. But on all counts, Western diplomats remain sceptical as Syria has repeatedly promised to end its year-long assault on civilians opposed to President Bashar al-Assad. So we thought it was a done deal, but apparently it was not all done yet, so we have until the 10th of April. They're just kicking the can down the road. But you know when the peacekeepers come in... The U.N. peacekeepers, you know, that usually means that the world army is coming in. And that brings me to the following. I had never heard of this outfit, but uh, Lucifer Clippity Clop went over and and she uh, did a speech at the ACT. You familiar with the ACT, John? Any idea what this is, the ACT? I th- I've heard of the ACT because I think I've seen this, one of their one of their or more of their events at uh, on C-SPAN. Yes, this is the Allied Command Transformation, and you can find their website at. Uh, once you take a look at ah, these gnats are like freaking me out. Uh, you can find their website at act.nato.int. It's the message is clear. <laughs> Fighting continues in oh, home. Whoops, wrong one. Sorry. <sighs> act.nato.int. Yeah. And let me play you a little snippet from her, from her speech. Uh, from her speech there. Hold on. Uh, and it's especially timely that we would meet. Uh, since tomorrow marks the 63rd anniversary of the signing of the Washington Treaty, when 12 countries pledged to safeguard each other's freedom and committed 
to the principles of democracy, liberty, and the rule of law. From those earliest days, Norfolk served as a crucial naval base and training facility for the Alliance and our partners. And today it is home to ACT, where staff from every nation in NATO are taking on one of the most important challenges we face together how to continue transforming our alliance so that it can champion those principles just as effectively in the 21st century as we did in the 20th century. And there can be no better place and no better time as you celebrate another Norfolk NATO festival to discuss the greatest alliance in history and the future we are shaping together. So this thing to me, as I looked it up and I took the liberty of doing some research, looks like the the organization that is meant to bring together the New World uh, Order Army. The Allied Command Transformation is a NATO com- military command formed in 2003 after North Atlantic Treaty Organization restructuring. It is intended to lead military transformation of alliance forces and capabilities using new concepts such as the NATO Response Force. Let's look at the NATO Response Force, known as the NRF, is a coherent, high-readiness, joint multinational force package (laughs) that is technologically advanced, flexible, deployable, interoperable, and sustainable. It's green. Its role is to act as a standalone military force available for rapid deployment by the North Atlantic Treaty Organization as a collective defense crisis management or stabilization force or to act as an initial entry force for a subsequent primary deployment. The NRF comprises land, air, and sea components provided by NATO members, contributed forces first trained together, then become available for a six-month period before being replaced by a new force. This is the, the army, the global world army, and Lucifer is right there. She was on stage. While other, literally, she's almost like the master of ceremonies at this thing. And I'd never heard of this thing before. But this is, I mean, this is not protecting if one of us gets attacked. This is a military force that will be used as our army. Your thoughts, uh, Professor Dvorak? Well, I'm reading the, uh, there's another uh, little document that I've been reading here, which is the TIDE document. And TIDE, uh, and they have, a, if you look on the homepage of the uh, act, they have a TIDE sprint coming up, a little race that people can take part in if they want. But TIDE stands for Transforming Technology Towards Information Decision and Execution Superiority. And then I think a lot of this... A lot of this can be, and this NATO OTAN, O-T-A-N. Um, there's a lot of code in here, but as we enter the 21st century, the threats to NATO are not what they once were. No. Yeah, like none. <laughs> and the yeah. alliance is transforming. To, the, 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 this is like classic. You set up a bureaucracy. It does what it has to do to stay alive. And the alliance is transforming to respond to deal with the new environment. Hmm. NATO Secretary General Lord Robertson said NATO must change radically. If it is to be effective and marginal and modernize or be marginalized. So they started up this whole thing in 2003 and they've been building toward this. Uh, no, thanks to Rumsfeld uh, building toward creating this. Yeah, this is a this is a world army. 
And it's, it's being created right there. It's a good PDF file in the thing. What's weird to me, let me just, this has got nothing to do with the topic, but I have yet to see, normally when you do a subdomains uh, in a URL, mm-hmm. you can't use www. Yeah, they, 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 I think it's required on this site for some reason. I wonder why. It's very strange. I, if but of I course push, you can. You can do that. You, it's, it's not a problem to do that. It's just you a, have an, to set it up specifically. Yeah, it's, it's just a C name. It's a wild card. I know all about it. I don't like them. I don't use. I, I rock against www. You can't get to a lot of my sites anymore with www. Screw you. I'm not doing that anymore. So uh, this, yeah, uh, this, we this have is, to follow this now. You see this Shriver War Games 2012 SW12 defending freedom. Do you see this thing? No, I'm going to go look at it. That's if you go to the Tide thing that you talked about? Yeah. There's an eagle with an arrow flying around and Shriver War Game 2012. What is this, a new game? Oh, I don't man. know. Shriver War What is OTAN, by the way? I don't know. The organization. Oregon. No, that can't be it. Shriver War Game 2012. Hmm. Interesting. Let's just practice. <laughs> they got a cool logo, though. You know, I'm reminded of a cliche. Lion or Shriver's New Republic. We'll have to look into Your this. Pentagon. I'm reminded of, I just want to play a little clip just to, as an aside here to lighten things up. While all this is going on, and I think one of the reasons that people... Oh, hold on, think, hold on. Before you do that, listen to this. Shriver War Game set to begin. The Space Innovation and Development Center will conduct the sixth Shriver War Game. It's probably Shriver. Well, it's S R I E S S C H R I E. So oh, I, Shri- I think it's Shriver. Okay. We'll explore critical space issues and investigate the integration activities of multiple agencies associated with space systems and services. Space uh-huh. commands. Yeah. Yeah, space focus war games. Yeah, it's for the moon bases. I've always told you this. I've always told you there is stuff. There are there's warfare in space as we speak. Well, you, you it's a, it was thematic about a year and a half ago. You kept you kept bringing. It's like you do with pipelines now. You kept bringing everything to some battle in space. You know, a satellite comes crumbling down. It was because somebody shot it down. Yeah. Well, here's proof. Well, there's. Space Missile Command Center in Los Angeles AFB. Yeah. What's the Los Angeles Air Force Base? They just they just yesterday shot up another Delta Four rocket. You're talking about Vandenberg? Yeah. Why is it called the Los Angeles Air Force Base in this document? I don't know. That's weird. Yeah. Designs and acquires all Air Force and most departments overseas launches, completes object da da da. Space AFSPC major command providing space forces. Hey, look, I'll be happy train- if I can get rid of the Nats. I can't be worried about the space wars anymore. Cheyenne Mountain, no Cheyenne Mountain, which is the you know where they where they keep Colorado. The, uh, that's Colorado, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's where they put everyone. So the AFSPC <laughs> and AFSPC stands for Air Force uh, Space Command. Air Force Space Command. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm, uh, I'm telling you. Air Force you. Space Commission, so yeah, brrr, rocket ship guys. Yeah. Shriver Air Force Base, so Shriver's an Air Force Base, Peterson Air Force Base, and Buckley Air Force Base in Colorado. So they, these most of this is in Colorado. Uh, Air Force Station, Los Angeles Air Force Base, and Vandenberg Air Force Base. So there's a separate. 
So Los Angeles Air Force Base is not Vandenberg. Oh, I'm sorry. So it's something else. I never heard of a Los Angeles Air Force Base. Uh, Cape Canaveral, Patrick Air, Air Force Base, Minot, and Cavill. Minot is where they have some strange supposed... Uh, the Schriever War Game series is an important tool that helps us understand a very complex operational environment. Yeah, space... These games give the Air Force and all space mission partners a better idea of how to protect space assets from potential adversaries and how to better integrate space systems throughout our national security community. Awesome. So they're also working out of clean or clear, I'm sorry, clear Air Force Base in Alaska, which I think is where Harp is mm-hmm. in that area. <laughs> listen to you. Yeah, listen. Well, I'm just saying it's very it good. Listen and to you. Thule, and Thule hey, listen Air Force to you Base in Greenland. What are they doing in Greenland? <laughs> We've got him, ladies and gentlemen. He's now yeah. Harp rolls I'm, I'm off not, the tip well, of yeah, his tongue. Because Harp is used, as everyone knows, Harp is used for uh, for long distance communications. To That's create what earthquakes. Communication technology. To create earthquakes. That's how much it got me. Earthquakes. So earthquakes and uh, yeah, oh, they, this is interesting. AFSPC operates and supports the global positioning system. That's what they're out to do. They have to protect mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And defense satellite communication systems, phase two and three. <laughs> we're just it's all for spying on the public and for shooting space. I gotta get me a space gun. You know, Vladimir Putin. Did you did you see that Vladimir Putin? Remember that crazy guy that I played the clip? Turns out he isn't so crazy. That Russian guy was talking about earthquake machines. And now the media, at least, is, or the so-called media, is is taking it very seriously. Putin. Here it is. This is Serdyukov. That's the uh, in a meeting with Putin. Now, this is according to Russian publication, but uh, firmly propagated by The Guardian, I might add, and The Daily Mail. Uh, The development of weaponry based on new physics principles, direct energy weapons, geophysical weapons, wave energy weapons, genetic weapons, psychotronic weapons, are all part of the new state arms procurement program for 2011-2020. And Putin specifically uh, is very excited about the zombie gun, which attacks victims' central nervous system. They got a picture of uh, Putin. Yeah, and the zombie gun. The zombie gun was a big story. Another distraction this last week. (laughs) A good one, though. (laughs) All right, you had a clip you wanted to set up. This is all all this. Now I'm on this one web page. I got to send it to you. It's called (laughs) thelivingmoon.com. And it's got all these patches that these different little, you know, every whatever group you're in in the military, you get a patch, right? But there's this one patch, which is the A Air Force 10 cap special applications. This Pegasus and it's got research? a picture of an alien on it. I'm not buying that this thing actually exists as a, as a, uh, as a patch. Is it the website has sound? Does it? Not on my machine. Thelivingmoon.com? Oh, well, you got it. Oh, was well, it? Cool. Cool. <laughs> All the right. Cutting edge special projects the division. I gotta get you guys. We need look, some this is a sub page. I'll send it to you. There's gotta it's be the outer space connection. It's impossible that we don't have listeners and producers who work at these outfits. And you know, that's because these outfits. This most of this is bogus. Oh well, the, if you, but if you do work there, send us a patch. Oh, I love to have that patch with the alien on it. Hell yeah! All right now. Come on. All right, we got a couple of things I can go. These are evergreen, so we don't have to do them. But um, 
I just there was one that I thought was pretty funny. There was a one of the military channels were talking about uh, the Hiroshima and uh, Nagasaki bombs and why we had to do it because the you know the emperor said you know the Japanese will fight for the motherland to the last dead Japanese well, they, and they were crashing planes into us. They had the suicide. Plane. We had Harakiri. to do something drastic, and so we had to drop these two bombs to show send them a message essentially. What'd you call but that? This is, but this isn't being apparently taught anymore, and so everybody. So they have one of the last guys who was the crew member of the Enola Gay hmm. bitching about the fact that nobody knows this true story anymore. It's all been perverted by the education system. Huh. And he makes this joke at the. I mean, not a joke, it's a fact. But he does the, this little commentary. I just it was an eye roller. Well, have no concept of why we dropped the bombs at the time we did. They just assume that we dropped the bombs in order to cause those large casualties. They do not take time to read it and understand it. And no matter what you tell them, I don't think they're, the most people will never understand it. You go to high schools today, and the high schools today don't understand anything about World War II. I've, I think I did describe how I was introduced at once high school and as, a, as a veteran of World War XI. World War Eleven. Yeah, because it's World that's War Two. That's how bad it is. Yeah. <laughs> Roman numeral two to some idiot is World, like World, World, World War Eleven. Oh wow! Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. that's our, that's our schooling system. World yeah, War Eleven. America. Oh, poor guy. Oh man. I just couldn't resist. That, that was like that was just too much. So I, I I'm a little worried because I think C-SPAN is being severely severely corrupted um they're losing their main guy i mean he's quitting right you know he's 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 gone founder but he's he's just sick of it oh yeah so they had this uh thing uh c-span documentary uh challenge for kids and i you know and I, i like this i'm like oh okay kids are gonna go and and uh the actual mission was create a short film documentary about one of the uh, articles of the Constitution and make a uh, a documentary about it. And so this is kind of cool. I, you know, I'm like, all right, I, I want to see these kids, and it's all based out of their schools, obviously. So um, I've cut down this 10-minute uh, documentary and just taken out some pertinent bits. Uh, first off, here's how it starts. A couple of kids, a couple of girls. They're in, uh, I'm going to guess, fifth grade. And uh, this is the start of their documentary uh, about the freedom of speech in the United States Constitution. For students camp competition asked students across the country what part of the Constitution was important to them and why. Today's third prize winner selected the First Amendment. Man, this test on the Bill of Rights tomorrow is going to be hard. You could say that again. Our teacher sure did not do a good job explaining this. I don't understand the First Amendment, especially the concept of freedom of speech. And does it give us the right to say anything we want? Yeah, and does it allow the government under certain conditions to limit our freedom of speech? Good questions. Let's do some more research. Okay. Were you able to understand that? Yeah. So our teacher didn't do a good job of explaining the freedom of speech in our First Amendment. Let's do some research. Here's the research they did. Seven minutes worth of this. I think the FDA has a right to require these images on cigarette packages. Well, I think that I think that goes back to the First Amendment argument, and I I am going to suggest that they do, but I may be wrong. 
By mandating these warning labels, is the government abusing the constitutional right of freedom of speech? Individuals still enjoy freedom of speech or freedom from speech. However, commercial speech does not have as much protection as individual free speech. According to a Supreme Court ruling, all the government needs to do is pass two criteria to be able to control commercial speech. First, they must show substantial interest. Substantial interest in this situation was alerting the public of health risks in smoking. This would save the government billions in health care costs. That, I would say, constitutes substantial interest. Second, does the law further that interest? Showing gruesome pictures of dead and dying people will definitely further that interest. Therefore, according to the Supreme Court, the government appears to have the right to mandate these labels. So there's eight minutes. Uh, the whole thing is about warning labels on cigarette packages, if that should be protected under the First Amendment, and if cigarette companies have the right to not be mandated to put that on there. It's an eight-minute anti-smoking documentary. It has nothing to do with the First Amendment except one minor, minor piece, and then they wind it up by show. oh, you could get uh, labels like don't drink, you look like, uh, what's that crazy actor dude's name? Crazy actor dude? Yeah, we, with that mug shot. Yeah, they always show his mug oh, shot. Oh, uh, yeah. Gary uh, Busey. Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte. It's the same guy. It doesn't matter. Thinking about hitting the slopes? Well, you won't be thinking much more about anything if you do. Before you decide to throw back a cold one with your friends, keep in mind that there's a good chance you get an up like this guy. Oh, and by the way, we all received an A on our test. Uh, stupid morons. That was really bad. That's why I fear for C-SPAN. There's no First Amendment information in there whatsoever. The whole thing is that. That's what the First Amendment is about. It's about the right for the government to put labels on things that are bad for you. That's what (laughs) C-SPAN is now pushing. And these kids are clearly, clearly indoctrinated and lobotomized. Oh, yeah. No, this is terrible. It's like World War 11. I mean, I, I expect to hear that <laughs> yeah, well, from it, some kid. Yeah, but it's like, oh, it'll be good because, you know, here's some other labels you can get. Like, oh, you know, don't before you knock back a cold one with your buddies, you could wind up looking like this guy. This is really this is and this is use of our well, money. It's also part of the neo-prohibitionist thing. They sneak of course, that one in. of course. But we got an A. Oh, by the way, we got an A. Eight minutes of this crap. That is not about the First Amendment. How did they get an A post facto? I mean, it's how. Wait, it, it, how is it on the on the video? No, well, that was no, that was stuck stuck in at the end, right out, oh, okay. right after it. Well, no, uh, I'm not sure how they did it, but it doesn't matter. That was no, the thir- but that was the third place. So you can. <laughs> I can't wait until they do the runner up and the winner. I'm sure that's going to be awesome. Oh, I'll bet. It's tor- Unless somebody does a good thing on the Tenth Amendment, I doubt it. Yeah. You want to hear a guy who actually knows what the hell he's talking about? This is Ron Paul on some local douchebag Fox station. I, I think um, perhaps a lot of people would wonder how at this point in the game you have perhaps been labeled as sort of maybe even ostracized as the guy with the wild ideas and that sort of stuff. And, and the more we hear from other candidates, I think a lot of people would wonder... Why are you getting that reputation when we're talking about colonies on the moon and other things? 
<laughs> yeah, wild ideas like the Constitution. Wild ideas like when you need money, you're not supposed to print it. Wild ideas like don't go to war unless you declare the war and uh, balance the budget. You know, those are really wild ideas. Uh, but but they're they're not conventional. It is true. The conventional wisdom of both the leadership of both parties is that the status quo is you, you defend deficits, you keep spending, you print the money, you don't challenge the Federal Reserve, you have the same foreign policy of occupation and uh, and nation building and policing the world. But it's coming to an end. Financially, it's not going to last. And uh, that's why we're in the midst of a financial crisis, which is a reflection of a worldwide debt crisis, which has been generated by a dollar reserve currency. And it has to be addressed. It'll be forced to economic law demands that we address that subject. Uh, that's the guy who deserves an A on his uh, on his paper. Yeah, well, that's not going to happen. No. So no. we're talking about a little bit about politics. There was a, a funny clip that they that been dug up, and I guess it, I didn't see it when it first came out. I maybe I missed it. Maybe I already ran it, but I'm too old to remember. <laughs> but uh, McCain, when he first endorsed Romney, came out and gave a speech in front of a bunch of Romneyites, and then a bunch of and then right about halfway through it, they a bunch of the associates of Romney come rushing on the stage to, to, to shake him to make sure he gets this right. Listen to this. I am confident with the leadership and the backing of the American people, President Obama will turn this country around. We believe in America. We believe that our best days are ahead of us. What? President excuse me, President Romney, President Romney. <laughs> I had not heard that one. Yeah, I didn't either. I think think we have a January. I think we have a rare double. Clip of the day. A rare double. Yeah, it's happened before. That is awesome. People like were like they must have been like turn his juice back on, man. Plug him back in. (laughs) Recharge him. He He needs help. He needs help. 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 Yeah. Financial Times, which I subscribe to on uh, my uh, Kindle. Um, actually, Mr. Oil sent me the PDF of it, but I, I went back. You, when you have something on the Kindle, of course, you can't get it off. You know, I just want to send it somewhere so I can you know, look, at this, uh, look at this article again. You can't do that. It's all like hosed. Um, Financial Times. In a study with important implications for the insurance industry, scientists from Britain's Metropolitan Met Office, Meteorological Met Office, say they have established a link between pollution wafting across the ocean and efforts to remove it and events such as drought in the Sahel region of North Africa and hurricane activity in the United States. So, So the new meme is... All this horrible weather, the hurricanes, and I'm sure tornadoes, that's all because of pollution. Which scientists have linked to global warming? Yeah. Financial Times. I'm yeah. canceling my subscription. You can't get away from you. I thought you canceled already when you found him compromising some other story. The science is in. No, I, I'm canceling now for sure. Well, it's the only newspaper I wanted to subscribe to. I don't anymore. I just can't. And the only reason why is because Uncle Don will read it. I'm like, well, if the CIA reads it, then I should probably read it. 
Yeah, you have the CIA with it because there could be code in there yeah. for all you know. I mean, not that he's in the CIA anymore. I'm just saying. So uh, you just you said it again. I'm just saying. Uh, that was the first time I said it in this episode, and I will point out that on the uh, last episode of This Week in Tech, you said it three times. I'm trying to get away from it, but you you were, you were told me to call you out. I never told you to call me out. All right. No, that's right. Well, let me then just... Pl- I'm trying to stop saying it, too. I said it twice on this show, and you didn't notice either one. Yes, I've recorded your gaffes. Here we go. I had always been running the uh, mailings that we do. We run the mail- mailings through MailChimp. And MailChimp, MailChimp, it actually goes to MailChimp. Then from last it comes week. from MailChimp. You know, yeah, duh. Mail delivery service. MailChimp, 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 MailChimp <laughs> was burdened or something. So <laughs> I <MailChimp>. killed that. <laughs> that got me spammed. Yes. And here's what my explanation is by reverse engineering the process. MailChimp's, MailChimp. <laughs> all right, all right. I say MailChimp a lot. So, um. I've got a couple of clips from this David Woolman who wrote the he's a wired writer who wrote the book The End of Cash. Oh. And it's a bunch of anti-money memes that oh, are good. just really weird. And his basic thesis, he went a year without using cash as some sort of an experiment to see if he could do it. Oh, this sounds like and a good book for the book club. It's not a good book. It's one of these, you know, get rid of, He wants everyone to be electronically plugged in. There should be no cash. No, I know. That's yeah, why good, you, you got to read it. Read, yeah. yeah, it's a good book to read. Of course it is. But he, ha- it, unfortunately, his clips are so long, I want to push them off till Sunday. Well, let's play one. Because, Come on, I well, like it. play the t- first one then. Well, what's the first one? Long clip full of rich memes. Just for an hour, but three days. So I live on the West Coast. People hold have, on, hold uh, stop, earthquake. stop, stop. I warning, I got to warn everybody, and JC noticed this too. This guy who's got rosy cheeks sounds like he's breathing helium, and this is his voice. Just for an hour, but three days. So I live on the West Coast. People have uh, earthquake preparedness kits, and the Red Cross will tell you, have some cash on hand and have some low-value bills uh, in your in your stash. And I love this idea of a cashless future. I'm interested in it. I spent a whole year not touching cash, but, you know, I'm not going to not follow that recommendation of what to have in my emergency preparedness kit. Not not quite yet. But what you're seeing is is really that cash is undergoing this kind of death by a thousand cuts, right? And we right. don't know if it's cut number 890 or 952 just yet, but it's happening. And it won't be any kind of proactive uh, decision on the part of government or, or anyone, really. It will be pushed to the margins by new technology. So, so area one is new technologies, and the mobile phone especially. Uh, so in part of the book, uh, I traveled to India to look at this idea. It was something I never had any understanding of before I launched into this project. And this is the idea that cash is actually the enemy of the poor and is most punitive for those people who don't, who don't have much of it. And, you know, it sounded so counterintuitive at first that I needed to follow around an economist from the Gates Foundation to get him to explain it to me clearly. But in short, you know, the issue is for, for those of us lucky enough to live in a wealthier country and earn a paycheck, we can toggle between money in electronic form and money in its physical form as we see fit. I don't like cash that much. I don't use it very much. If if you really like using cash and want to wander to an ATM tonight uh, and use cash to pay for dinner, terrific. When you're poor and you're trapped 
only using cash. You are excluded from the formal economy in ways that are crippling. And they're especially crippling because you can't brace for financial shock. You can't save in the way that people need to save if they have any hope of not just climbing out of poverty, but staying out of poverty. And what's happening now is a lot of development experts are encouraging this idea to get people transacting with their phones so that they don't they don't need the cash. Douchebag. What's this? On and on. Hold on. What's this, this guy's, guy? What's the name of his book? It's the end of cash, or the death of cash. I'm going to read this. Like so you W O L M A N. I'm going to read this. Uh, he is a big proponent of using your phone as the cat as a wallet. Yeah, sure. The end of money is what it's called. The end of money. That was the end of cash. The end well, of money. I'm going to buy it right now on my Kindle, which will be the end of books, by the way. And so uh, this guy is uh, wow pr- proposing this idea based on the Gates Foundation that P- that cash should be over with or money, and we should everything should be electronic, and this is somehow going to help the poor. Yeah, I guess it, the, the cash the debt, is, the, cash is the enemy of the poor. What the hell was that? Yeah, he says cash is the enemy of the poor, and if they would just use their expensive smartphones <laughs> to, to instead of cash, they'd be better off. I mean, this whole thing is reeks of elitism and and it's, and it, fascism. And it, there's a second clip if you want to play it, yeah. which he he brings out even more of this bull crap. This is uh, which one? More Woolman. All right, this guy is very interesting. I, I just bought the book on my Kindle. Hand in a tea canister stuffed under a bed. Not only is, is all of your wealth, however much or however little, you know, that could be lost overnight in a flood or a fire, earthquake. The other problem is that everyone around you is making claims on that money that you are trying to save, right? So for us, we cling to cash a little bit more because of these tricks it plays on our mind. For the poor, it's actually the opposite. Cash is turbo liquid. They can't hold on to it. <laughs> you can't hold on to it because a drunk uncle is making claims on that cash or an abusive spouse is making claims on that cash and usually usually parenthetically in in developing parts of the world it's the women who are looking after the household funds right so so those are the most terrible uh, examples of people making claims on your money but then you even have legitimate ones so you have a neighbor who needs some aspirin for for an auntie or you have uh, somebody needs a new pair of shoes for their kid it's pretty. It's hard to say no, especially in a very tight knit uh, urban slum, for example. And yet, you're trying to save to send a daughter to school in ten months, or to buy some farm equipment in fifteen months, and you can't save cash easily. So everyone is trying to get these people involved in banking, not in the sort of abusive Wall Street CDOs sense of banking, just the old-fashioned stuff—a safe and secure place to store your wealth. So the Gates Foundation folks, you know, they put $500 million last year into these programs to support innovation in this area. And I flew to, to India to interview a guy um, to see what this was like. How had this changed his life? And he said to me, you know, he used to have to ride the bus two days there, two days back to go deliver a very small amount of money to his grandmother in the countryside. So that's four days of income generation lost. He has to pay someone to, to look after his shop. The wealth that maybe is still hidden somewhere in his shop is now in jeopardy. So now he basically just sends a text message to his granny in the countryside, and she wanders to a kiosk where the the merchant is essentially part of this huge network of merchants involved in the system, and she shows the text, and there's some quick back and forth, and she can cash out. 
And, uh, you know, I asked him about all the security concerns that I think a lot of you will maybe wonder about. And he just looked at me like I was from Mars. Like, are you kidding? Did you even listen to what I just said and the value proposition of this whole deal? Uh, so that was pretty, pretty <laughs> illuminating. And suddenly it pulled me into a much more substantive area of discussion. You know, I like talking about the germs on banknotes and I like oh, talking about, uh, yeah. you know, wishing my barista was grabbing some hand sanitizer and not the rest of it. Now, so <clears throat> when uh, the global financial system melts down and you can't get uh, you know, or the cyber uh, attacks take place, and this guy is on the street with no cash. I will poop on him. <laughs> hey, aren't but you? You the- notice that he's an elite. I mean, oh, if you listen, cool. first he's, he's a neat freak because he has to have everyone's hands washed all the time, and yeah. I can see why he doesn't like money because it's dirty. Yeah, Ooh. but he said, "Auntie." Oh yeah. Who says that? Douchebags. Introduction in this book on Christmas Eve two thousand. This is the first page. The irony, by the way, I bought his book without cash. On uh, Christmas Eve 2009, Umar Farouk Amutala began the journey he thought would take him from this world into the next and into a waiting embrace of six dozen virgins. Uh, Because he paid $2,381 in cash and purchased a one-way ticket from Lagos, Nigeria to Detroit. He said if if he had not been able to do that with cash, then he never would have been able to light his crotch on fire. That's That's the start of the book. What a specious argument. That's the start of the book. Oh. Do you know Another that... douchebag. He needs a double douchebag. Yeah, well, I'll just do the double douchebag. Douche and one more for you. Douchebag. You know, I, I had this in the show notes a few weeks back. Oh, well, I'll get the, uh, I'll get the article. I think I can get it from search.nashownotes.com. Uh, the guy from ABBA. I think it's Bjorn or Benny. Let me think who it was. Uh, here we go. It's Bjorn Olveus, founding member of ABBA. Let me just bring up. This is how cool the show notes work. That's actually quite awesome. Um, here it is. Sweden was the first European country to introduce banknotes in 1661. Now it's come farther than most on the path towards getting rid of them. Quote, I can't see why we should be printing banknotes at all anymore, says Bjorn Ilveus, former band member of 1970s pop group ABBA, and a vocal proponent for a world without cash. The contours of such a society are starting to take shape in this high-tech nation, frustrating those who prefer coins and bills over digital money. Sweden only uses 3% cash. They're almost done. They're almost done. 3% 3% is still too much if you ask Bjorn. A cashless society may seem like an odd cause for someone who made a fortune on money, money, money and other ABBA hits, but for Ilveus, it's a matter of security. After his son was robbed for the third time, he started advocating a faster transition to a fully digital economy, if only to make life harder for thieves. Oh, excuse me. You know, douchebag. And I hated Winner Takes It All. I like Dancing Queen, though. That was a good one. Wow. Yeah. Sweden is almost done with cash. Yeah, that's what their goal is. Yeah, then the state has complete control over the citizens. Yeah, no freedoms whatsoever. If there's I'll, nothing, let me if there's see. no pocketable. If there's no, if there's no actual, you know, something of value that you can use to make a transaction, it has to all be done electronically, and it goes through this entire system. I'm not a paranoid about this, but it's a simple fact. That's the way a government can control the population. You control the po- the purse strings. Which is Completely. why, which is why gold and silver coins is a good idea. No, mm-hmm. 
any species is good. Any what? Species, anything, whether it's gold, silver, or, or I'll take a $100 bill any day over an electronic system that can screw me by either accident or or the bankers or the government or anybody else in between or some mistake. Which, I mean, how many times does the Bank of America make mistakes uh, when it, on just uh, the simple accounts that people have? They have uh, a simple account, and they screw it up month after month. Which brings me to the final topic for uh, this program, as far as I'm concerned. We went a little long, but, of course, we had a long donation segment, so we want to make sure you get your value for value, as always. Hot Pockets 2009. Hot Pockets. Which um, is a great way for you to get us cash donations. Um, so Ms. Mickey and I have decided the following. Um, we would definitely like to do this. We don't think that we want to do an RV as we did last year. In fact, I'm going to throw the beast. Uh, what did she, I think she called it Stella for some reason. My uh, Dodge Ram 2002 pickup truck. Uh, I got new tires on it, which uh, that was a setback. Uh, tires are expensive, dude. Especially for those big pickups. Well, I got some. I got the the twenties for uh, one hundred ninety nine each, which is a pretty good deal, I think. That's not bad. Yeah, it was the cheapest I could get that actually fit the truck. Um, so we're it has one hundred seventy six thousand miles on it, uh, but we believe it can certainly do another five easily without breaking down. I'm I'm afraid of taking Mickey's ninety nine Range Rover because if that breaks down on the road. You're screwed. you're screwed. Yeah, you're screwed. You can't get anything. Nobody for, can fix you know, it. No one, no one wants to fix it. I can't even, can barely get a guy here in Austin to look at it. Yeah. So we would be looking at a trailer. Not too big. Ooh, trailer. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, no, uh, just a caravan. What do you call it? What do you call it? A trailer? Trailer. So if anyone has one in the Texas area that we can just latch on, and we only really need a pooper, a little sink, and a bed, um... I've already figured out that I can um, do the show from the truck, from the back seat, and I fold the front seats down and everything. It'd also be a lot easier. Somebody's got to get a picture of that. Oh, yeah. And um, uh, it's also handy because then we can, you know, we can pull up to wherever we're going to park, and then we can just detach the truck, and then we got wheels because that that was a big problem. Uh, during yeah, you the can't last... keep driving the thing around town. You go to a restaurant. Yeah, you yeah. get it to a little park and you pl- you leave the trailer and off you go. And the, and we're going to do it a little differently. So we're going to do everything west of Austin because uh, that's the furthest the furthest we got on our last trip. Everything west of Austin, and we'll go all the way up, all the way up north, whatever you want. Um, but but the way it's going to happen this year is by meetups. So instead of us just driving around, which we did last time without any plan, uh, you need to organize a meetup. And if uh, I, I, we should put a number on it, like 50 people. 100 too much, I think. Uh, if you get 50 people, because I want to make sure we hit smaller spots, then we will put you on the route and we'll drive by and we'll do a meetup. So basically the entire trip will consist of uh, meetups and show locations. Um does that sound good to you, John? Yeah. However, we can't do it until we have a trailer. Well, you might be easier to get a trailer than it would be to because a lot of people have trailers. Yeah, and it ha- but it has to be Especially something. Especially if you don't have a big one. You're not talking about a big trailer. You're talking about a clunker. <laughs> well, hey, I wouldn't put my princess in a clunker. <laughs> no, we're not talking about a clunker here, John. Yeah, I'd love an Airstream. Yeah. Those are, that would be cool. That'd be cool. 
So that is uh, that is the idea. Uh, you can reach me, Adam, at Curry.com. And uh, Ms. Mickey would be Mickey at Curry.com. M-I-C-K-Y is uh, how you can get a hold of her for uh, meetup information. And uh, but we can't we can't go anywhere without a trailer. So that's what we'll be looking for. Very exciting, eh? Yeah, and while you're playing the outro music, I might as well give you one more clip. Oh. Which is... Uh, End of show clip? It's the final clip. It's the one... Let me just set it up. It's uh, it's Ted Kennedy, and it's called The Kennedy Way. There was a lot of discussion about how lame all these Republicans are about supporting Romney, and they're all milk toast. Here's the way, and they're just, okay, we'll have to do it. Kennedy shows you how, how politicians really ought to operate. He hated Obama, and this is the way he supported him. I'm proud to stand with him here today and offer my help, offer my voice, offer my energy, my commitment to make Barack Obama the next president of the United States. <laughs> Big difference. <laughs> Isn't he dead? Yeah, yeah, well, probably from that speech. <laughs> All right, we will be scouring the airwaves of the C-SPANs and all other douchebaggery channels, and I'll be reading this book just to tell you what the plan is, and we got to find out more about this elite douchebag. And hold on to your cash. Don't listen to him. And we'll be back on uh, Sunday to bring you another jam-packed episode of the No Agenda program. It is the best podcast in the universe. We're very proud to bring it to you. And appreciate your support through Dvorak.org slash NA. Coming to you from Camp Mofo here in the capital of the Drone Star State, Austin Tejas. In the morning, everybody, my name is Adam Curry. And from northern Silicon Valley, where we were previously assured of the fact that medical marijuana would be okay in California, but no way. The feds are cracking down. I'm John C. Dvorak. We'll be back here on Sunday, right here on No Agenda. And on the stream, the book guy has a special book guy episode at 9 o'clock Eastern Time this evening with special guests Tom Merritt and Veronica Belmont. Adios, mofos! Dvorak.org slash N-A